the show we've been waiting for, Brother Neil Frazier. Yes, indeed. We are going to get down on the extensive, detailed... Oh, I got too many computers on here. Sorry for the echo. <laughs> Brother Neil Frazier. Hey, I'm glad to man. see you here. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Glad to see you and glad you're going to go in on this topic again because... This is one of the shows, as you well know, that so many people said, this is one I can't get enough of. So I'm so glad uh, that we're doing it now, even though this is the shortest month of the year. We understand that this is not yeah. just a monthly thing. This is a 12-month out-of-the-year thing, or better yet, 13 months out of the year, not there just 24-7, but 25-8, all right, because we yeah. built this place. And there's so yeah. much hidden, so much that has been taken and stolen and hijacked and and used under somebody else's name on a legal basis, but it's us who have been doing it. And I'm glad that we can we can acknowledge and and share some things that the public schools don't share, the universities don't share. That's they right. they suppress knowledge to make us feel as though we didn't do anything. You know, they they're beating up on us, but you know, we fight back with righteousness, we fight fight back with revealing the truth, and that's what you're here for. And I do have to say that I truly respect your attitude toward what you do because you come to teach. You don't come for clout, although we give you clout because you deserve it. You don't come with ego. You don't come looking for attention, but we give you attention because you're, of your attention to detail because you're about that work. You're about putting that work in. This is not an attention grab here. YouTube is so full of egos. YouTube is so full of, I didn't get enough hugs. Please acknowledge me. I got to have a gimmick to get money out of people. But you're silently putting in the work. These shows don't get put together because you put a few pieces of paper in front of you. You study, you research, you read, and now you're going to take the time to share with us things that many of us don't have the time to do because in the American system and beyond, it's, it's a rat race. And we got to survive. We have to keep pushing so for you to take the time to do this, we truly appreciate it. And you're not under anybody's directive to say, as with many of these professors in the universities, well, you can't teach that. You have to follow a certain curriculum. You're independent. And that's even more of a reason to respect you and honor you and support you in what you do. That's just what I wanted to say. Thank you, brother. Well, thank you, brother Lance, as always, for the kind words. And, uh, yeah. You're absolutely correct, uh, everything you said. Um, this show, I had intended to do again, but I wanted to go back and look at uh, look at it more in depth. I got a lot of emails uh, after yes. we did this show. And uh, I just, you know, I had to take the time this weekend. What I did, uh, first of all, I want to greet you, Brother Lance. Always good to be back with you. I want to greet the family in the chat yes. room and everybody out there listening to us today. But uh, I got a chance to um, watch Roots again for uh, all eight episodes. It's like 10 hours, maybe a little more this weekend while I was working on this. And right. uh, it, was, it was sort of kind of like a confirmation. And I think, well, not think, I know what happens with us is – we get get caught up into this space-time continuum uh, where time doesn't exist, but watches and clocks exist. And that's what kind of keeps mm. us 
in this barrier or these boundaries uh, that surround us every day. But uh, yeah, I, I, I felt I always felt this is very important. Um, one of the one of the reasons why uh, we have to stay focused on this is because um, this I, I uncovered a lot of things this time around, brother Lance. I spent, like I said, more time with it because of the yes. importance of it. And one of the things um, I, I saw was that now I see why they reward the degenerate behavior by young people so much. Now, now I see this. And uh, the, the picture that I showed you, um, I, I want to talk about that a little bit as well. Um, yes. But right before you put it up, um, Yes, the uh, the name of the show today is it's about our great inventor inventors and the uh, astonishing inventions, and this is one of the biggest hidden secrets in the history of not just America but the world um, is the uh, corporations and industries that are still thriving today. That's over a hundred and fifty years old that are a direct result of our great ancestors, both men and women. And we're going to celebrate them today. Um, like you said, we know Black History Month is every month, every month or every day, however you want to look at it. But uh, so be it if, if this is the way that the information is going to get out, uh, then so be it. Okay. If, the only time you're going to recognize our great accomplishments, uh, then we'll make the best of the situation. So, uh, yeah, again, the name of this uh, presentation, I'm going to take my time with it today. I kind of like locked out a lot of stuff, but uh, <laughs> this, is, this is certainly more important for us and our family to share and uh Make sure, uh, most importantly, that our children get this information because, as you said, it's not in the history books. Uh, a few of them are, but it's not in-depth about the totality uh, of this experience. So, uh, Lance, if you would put up that picture for me. Um, sure. I just sure. give a brief synopsis of, of what we're and, talking about. And just to say it again, as always, if for some reason there's a power uh, glitch over here, and I get knocked off. Continue okay. on because this is the cloud, and it doesn't affect the show. And I'll be back shortly, either on the phone or on a computer, just in case. Just in case. Okay. Okay. If you call to me and we'll answer, that's the reason why. Um, but other than that, I'm going to put the photo up, and the floor, okay. as always, okay, brother. is yours. Thank okay. You, brother. There you go. Now, uh, as you can see, the caption on the top. It says, why are we not talking about this? And, and I'll tell you why we're not talking about this. Because these three beautiful young black children have the highest IQs ever recorded in the world. Now, I want, I want that to sink in with you for a minute, okay? And, and I want you to take a, a good, hard look at that picture. Okay, because that's our future, and I believe that because we have allowed uh, this time-space continuum 
to take away what our purposes are on the planet, then the creator is going to, and creatrix is going to skip over us and say, okay, we'll, we'll just skip over you and uh, we'll make sure that it's passed down to those who will carry it forward. Um, and the, again, as I said, the primary reason why this is not shown, because this goes against every single thing that they have said about our people to other races, cultures of people, because it's only one race, and all people came from us. But this is what they don't want to be seen because this would go against the narrative of you being shiftless, lazy, and criminal. Okay? So I want to give a brief synopsis of uh, before we go into our presentation today. Um, and and it'll, it'll set us up for what we're going to talk about today. But one of the biggest kept secrets in the world is the foundational wealth established by our great black inventors, both male and female. Uh, we're literally talking about trillions of dollars from over 150 years of commerce generated by the corporate industries created from these inventions. In fact, today, because many of these uh, inventions were made in the 1800s, believe it or not. Um, yet there are no, okay, so the point I wanted to make about that is that today these industries are thriving, okay, and they are still uh, generating billions of dollars annually. Uh, yet there are no corporations in the U.S. or globally that bear the names of their black founders. What's worse is that the descendants of these great men and women, okay, none of them have ever benefited from the tremendous global wealth that their ancestors created. And, and while we are focused on and fighting for reparations, which we should be, uh, they have effectively hoodwinked black people economically. Uh, while they parade black people before the world as lazy, shiftless criminals, they know that without your divine genius and creativity, America would not have become the powerful nation it became. And this hidden history is so profound that it defines, defies the imagination as we're going to see today. Um, as I started to go deeper down this rabbit hole, honestly, I'm, I'm at a loss for words from what I continue to uncover. Billions of people around the world continue to benefit not only financially from these industries, but their quality of life have been uh, tremendously improved. When I begin to look at the thousands of subsidiaries created by these industries, I saw something that defies the imagination. Every single one of these industries have benefited whites 100% in the creation of wealth 
while at the same time locking black people out of their rightful economic heritage. But moving into the future, like this picture you see here, <clears throat> the, the projected windfall from every single one of these industries is staggering. We're talking trillions of dollars here, and we're going to uncover this today. While millions of whites, uh, Asians, East Indians, Arabs, and Hispanics that come to this country uh, continue to prosper from the industries created from these inventors, the descendants of black inventors and black people in America are driven to the bottom of our society, both socially and economically. So the question today is, how, how are we going to teach our children about this important fact? Okay, this is, uh, this is again the reason why you are rewarded for your degenerate behavior instead of your intellect. And finally, America would be a third world or even a fourth world country, okay, without the contributions and genius of our great ancestors. And this is a figure, I hope everybody's sitting down. Okay, this is a figure that after calculating everything and figuring in, um, you know, how for uh, how money compounds through interest year after year and decade after decade, um, as of 2023, between 24.7 and 28 trillion dollars have been made from these industries worldwide. This is one of America's greatest secrets. So you can, you can remove the picture now, Brother Lance. Thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, anyway, uh, one of the first people that we're going to talk about today is one of the most celebrated physicians, not just in black history, but in the history of the world. His name is Dr. Daniel Hale Williams. Our children should definitely know about him. This should be talked about by our people in all of the homes. Uh, he, he's a surgeon and physician, and he's known for being or performing the first successful open heart surgery. Okay, um, the corporate industry that was started by, by this act, okay, was heart surgery, and millions of lives have been saved since this first act was performed. Uh, the annual revenue between 2018 and 2023 is 730 million in the U.S. There are 1,172 hospitals that perform this surgery in the U.S., and I want to pause for a second because a lot of times we don't grasp the totality of what we're talking about here. And, and when I was watching Roots again, I was amazed. I didn't watch it before like this, but I was amazed at how they kept this dream alive of becoming who they knew that they were going to become one day. And they knew that they wouldn't even live to see this, but they continued to plant the seeds 
by telling every generation coming up after them who they are, what they, uh, you know, what the history of their family is, and how this is something that is the foundation or the root of who we are as a people. Um, and, and when you consider the time that this was done in 1896, black men still faced a lot of discrimination socially and professionally. Well, we know they faced it economically. But here you have a man, okay, that went out and performed one of the greatest acts that is still saving the lives of millions of people today. And see, when we glorify these other people, okay, we're not even talking about the subsidiaries who benefit uh, from this uh, particular industry, okay, the heart surgery industry. But <clears throat> a lot of times, you know, because the history books and we're so used ourselves to ourselves of glorifying people that we overlook the great accomplishments of our people right here in front of us. Okay, uh, the next person up is uh, Dr. George Washington Carver, a, a fascinating man. Uh, he was what we call a agricultural scientist. Um, the corporate industry started by, by his uh, acts is the peanut industry. Okay, and he taught about preserving the fertile soil, which is not just important for growing peanuts, but also for everything that you plant. Okay, because you can't, you can't plant anything in dead soil and, and get a harvest. Um, but interestingly, there are 89 corporations that um, up until 2021, it could be a lot more now, and 8,013 people are employed in this business. Um, one of the unknown facts, um, well, they do mention this in the history books because they couldn't hide someone like Dr. George Washington Carver. Okay, that would be like trying to hide the sun. Uh, but the one thing that um, a lot of people don't talk about is he helped Henry Ford, okay, establish a lot of the information that he needed, the practical information to continue to build um, the Ford industry. Because what a lot of people don't know, like everything else, you know, we look at the finished product or and we're taught narratives about things, but you don't see what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but he was a consultant for the Ford industry, okay, in which we know Millions of our people established uh, their lives um, in this industry, in the car industry. But he was, he was someone that taught us about uh, – the thing about George Washington Carver is he exhibited the type of spirit that, you know, our true uh, ancestors had. You know, the ones who were given these gifts like we are that didn't bury them and did not trade their gifts for fiat and fame. And without men like Dr. George Washington Carver, who put Tuskegee Institute on the map, um, we would not have 
you know, the world benefits from this. This the peanut industry is a huge industry around the world. In fact, the annual revenue uh, as of 2019 to 2023 is 2.6 billion now a year. Now you have to keep in mind as well is that these businesses are still thriving today. Okay. And when you look at 150 years and watching Roots kind of um, gave me again that idea of our connection to what we know as the past, which is really not the past. It lives in us today. Okay, this is another thing we're going to have to overcome um, is that these things are connected and pass or flows just like in a river. Okay, and uh, uh, it's a great book called There is a River, and, and it kind of gives the same theory. But, yeah, uh, George, Dr. George Washington Carver, we celebrate this brother today because of the great sacrifices that he made to establish uh, one of the great institutions uh, in the history of black people, Tuskegee Institute. By the way, three of my brothers went there. And uh, it, it was one of the few places that, uh, you know, black men or black women, for that matter, could go, okay, and be taught. The other thing that um, Roots reminded me of was how uh, that our people face the pain of death, okay, or, or great punishment just for reading and writing, just for learning how to read and write. So, you know, while our people are forgetting all this stuff and just, you know, not honoring our ancestors, and the way we live like other cultures do, you know, we have this great legacy, okay, that has been hidden, but it's still here with us. The energy of it is here and is present today. I felt it this weekend, okay. Lance feels it every day, okay. People in the chat room, they feel it. Um, but this is why they fight so hard to remove this energy from our people where we feel they they tell you that you're living in a modern time and that our ancestors because they couldn't read or write actually that might have been the best thing for them the fact that they couldn't read or write now that i look back on it um the next person we're going to talk about is somebody that you know again um, and I, I started out with these uh, three great brothers because they are shining lights that cannot be uh, hidden, you know. And our people use a lot of religious rhetoric, again, because the Bible is the only thing that we could actually, and we couldn't read it. We had to listen to someone preaching it to us. But you're talking about up on a shining hill. And again, um, we're talking about men that lived during a time when they were denied the right to read and write, that were denied the right to earn a uh, wage and provide for their family, okay, and that uh, had to be, oh, yeah, this was the other thing. I mean, Roots just, from a, from a social aspect, 
it just brought out so much more. And because sometimes we lock away things that we know and are given because, and, and this is deliberately done because we're uploaded with so much garbage on a hourly or minute by minute basis now um, that we don't even have time to focus on what we need to be focused on. But this brother, they couldn't hide. Um, because the fact of the matter is, um, well, first of all, he was an astronomer. Um, he was the one of the major surveyors of Washington, D.C., or the primary surveyor, and I'll tell you why. Um, there would be no city called Washington, D.C. today if Benjamin Banneker did not have the great ability that all of our ancestors had gazing at the cosmos, at Orion's belt, at Sirius, okay? He was able to interpret the stars. Um, he was also one of the, he created uh, one of the first almanac, farmer's almanacs, because again, most of our people were what they call tillers of the land or farmers, okay, because this was our land. Um, and uh, he was able to do some fascinating things. But Benjamin Banneker would stay up all night, interpret the stars, okay, write it down, okay, for uh, Thomas Ellicott. I believe his name was, they, they talk about two different people, but we know that Benjamin Banneker was the primary um, individual responsible for the, uh, surveying and setting up the city of Washington, D.C. Um, and then every morning, this other surveyor who could only survey the ground, because you had to have a special gift, okay, to do that, okay? And we know our people have always had this gift from, you know, antiquity. Um, but yeah, so he would take Benjamin Banneker's notes and then he would map out what was on the earth. But again, this could not be done without Benjamin Banneker's uh, great ability as an astronomer to interpret the stars. Um, but one of the uh, greatest things that he's also known for is creating the first clock here in America. Um, he actually, I believe it was up until a minute where he synchronized the, um, the clocks, which was an astronomical feat at that time. Okay, and the corporate industry... Um, and uh, that was started by this, of course, was the clock industry. And uh, there are 132 subsidiaries and 17,487 people employed worldwide in the clock industry. Um, the annual revenue is $12.1 billion globally. I'm, I'm sorry, in the U.S. <laughs> Sometimes when, when I read this stuff, it's starting to jar my mind now because, again, you know, so most of the time we don't get the full impact because we don't sit down 
and, and feel the energy of what we're dealing with. And and this time around, I did that. But could you imagine $81.5 billion globally and none of our people benefit from this? None. I looked everywhere. None of us do. Um, okay, the, the next brother we want to talk about is uh, Frederick K. McKinley Jones, an inventor and uh, corporate industry that he started was the refrigerated trucks. Um, now, this is very important because most of the food, you couldn't sit down in a restaurant and enjoy a good, uh, you know, meal with a family member or a loved one or a friend or what have you, business partner, without this brother, Frederick K. McKinley Jones. Okay. Um, the majority of food delivered, you couldn't even shop at a grocery store because the majority of food that is um, delivered to these stores and restaurants are delivered in refrigerated trucks. And he is, uh, let's see. So there is Prime Inc. KLLM Transport and Swift uh, Refrigerated. Okay, there are 160,000 companies and subsidiaries in the refrigerated truck industry. There's 47,176 people employed worldwide in this industry. Okay, and there are 500,000 refrigerated trucks in the U.S. alone. The annual revenue is 600 million and globally is 407 billion. So what you have to wrap your head around is when we factor in the social impact, not just the economic impact of these great inventors, then, then we see something totally different from what, you know, we saw before, which is these are great black inventors. Yes. But look at the impact that literally uh, these 70 inventors, black inventors, had they not lived or invented these inventions, the world that we know and enjoy so much today would not exist. And I would debate anybody on that. Um Next up, we have a brilliant sister, Dr. Shirley Jackson, who is a uh, someone that's lost to history, to our history. She, well, when I say lost to history, she's not really lost to the history books because, again, you know, here's here's a creative spirit that you can't hide. Okay, this cannot be hide. I don't care what you do. But she was a brilliant sister. She was a nuclear physicist, one of the first. In fact, she was the first black woman to earn a doctorate at MIT, uh, one of the institutions that, uh, you know, we hold in America as, you know, one of, one of the best. Um, of course, you know, that can be debatable, but nonetheless, um, we'll go with that. All right. Uh, she was also 
responsible. The corporate industry that was started as a result of her um, inventing the touch tone telephone, okay, was Touch Tone Communications and Business Telecom Inc., okay, two of the largest uh, uh, touch tone uh, telephone companies in the world, corporations. Um, interestingly enough, she also was the reason why the solar industry, which I worked in, uh, is uh, as big as it is now and, and is doing so many things for so many people around the world um, in areas like uh, the motherland, um, I believe in uh, South America and different places where uh, the solar uh, industry is now being used to help improve the quality of life of people. But uh, she also um, came up with the, uh, the uh, solar cells, okay, that are responsible for solar panels, okay. Also, the portable fax machine. Remember, in the early days of business, you couldn't do business without a fax machine unless you um, you know, had to mail something, okay, or take it, have somebody take it to that person's office, okay, and this is a tremendous leap forward for mankind, okay. Um, as I said, solar panels, um, the technology uh, created by these solar cells that she invented, fiber optic cables, uh, caller ID. Can you imagine living in a world without caller ID today? And call waiting. Um, the annual revenue for touch tone uh, phone industry is $5.9 billion. Now, <laughs> this is this figure about the solar industry, the global uh, and the U.S. Okay, uh, sales is uh, astonishing, to say the least. Okay, uh, the solar industry in the U.S. is 200, the annual revenue is $234.9 billion annually. Let me say that again. The solar industry in the United States generates $234.9 billion in the United States, okay, there are no um, solar panel manufacturers owned by black people, none, zero. Okay, uh, and globally, it's 167.8 billion. So when you wrap your head around this, now that's as of uh, 2021. Okay, so as you begin to wrap your head around this type of fiat, year to year, that's generated, and then you look at the condition of our people. Well, by the way, um, the homeless population is increasing amongst our people. This is something else they want to hide. Okay, but I know the statistics on this. And, and what's being done, okay, is 
that they're trying, not trying, they are driving black people to the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder. I don't care what they say on TV. I don't care nothing about no Grammy Awards or none of that stuff. That is not doing anything for our babies that we just showed who has the highest IQ ever recorded in the world. But guess what? That's not going to do them no good because you're too busy twerking and doing other stuff and carjacking people. Okay? So you, you've, been, you've been shaped like a, a, a lab rat to do all of these degenerating things. When we have our babies, okay, who have the highest recorded IQ in the history of the world, okay, that we don't have anything to give to them except them becoming rappers, basketball players, or football players. And I don't have anything against sports. Sports uh, has been good to me in my life. I've also been a coach, so I'm not putting sports down. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for sports, our people would be more locked out of this system. But we've always, like um, Fiddler in Roots, provided entertainment for the larger society. That has been one of our roles. I, I remember Dr. Amos Wilson always hammering this point, is that uh, the fundamental relationship that we've had with whites throughout our history is still the same in, in every category, not just economically. But uh, we honor this sister today, Dr. Shirley Jackson. Um, you know, sometimes... Uh, when I look at sisters like her, it, it, it's, it's frustrating. I, I'm going to be honest with you. The way that they have, and I'm not going to put all of this on our sisters, okay? I'm not doing that because we dropped the ball too, me included. But what I'm saying is that because we don't hold people like this sister, a nuclear physicist, as someone for our children to aspire to, and as they say, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, guess what? We've wasted, I don't know how many millions of minds, okay? And it's been said that the greatest potential on the planet, I believe Dr. Miles Monroe made this statement, is in the graveyard because the majority of our people die without ever using their purpose to make the world a better place because people have taught you that to be an animal is better than being someone that represents the spirit of the creator and creatrix. And uh, also a term that I've heard from, from pyramid builders to project dwellers. But see, this is all in our mind. And this is why I often say we cannot pass this down to our children. We are the ones that are, that are, are building uh, the communities that we have. We are, we are building this through what we glorify. And we always glorify trash and garbage. Uh, 
The next uh, person we're going to talk about today is uh, Louis Latimer. He's somebody, again, they couldn't hide from the history books because of his great, great contribution to society and the world. Um, the corporate industry, in fact, he invented two inventions that have revolutionized the world as we know it today, the light bulb and the air conditioner unit. Now, <laughs> Imagine if you didn't have light bulbs. Let's say if I cut this light bulb off here. Okay, and let's face it, when you get older, like me, lighting is important. Okay, we already only see 10% of light, visible light. So think about the tremendous impact that this invention had on the world. And see, a lot of times they want to downplay our great ancestors, okay? But we know how great they are. They know how great they are. Because without the light bulb, we'd be living in a different world today. We'd be living in a, a Neanderthal-type existence, okay, in a dark cave somewhere. The other uh, great invention is the air conditioner. Now, the air conditioner provides relief for billions of people around the world. Could you imagine living on the East Coast or in the South and some of these places? Uh, the only difference with California is they don't have the same level of humility, humidity as the East Coast and the South, but it gets hot. Okay, well, I can't say that because places like in uh, Central California, and sack, they get really hot. And uh, so, but could you imagine, even in, in places like Chicago, New York, D.C., Baltimore, on the East Coast, where you have this high level of humidity, Georgia, Florida, all those uh, uh, states back east, could you imagine not having an air conditioner? And see, these are the things that they know about our great ancestors because they invented things that impacted the quality of life, not just for black people. Okay, hear me good. For every single individual living on this planet. Because if you want to try to imagine this world without an air conditioner, okay, and even in the motherland, in places like South America, in the Caribbean, in Jamaica, and Haiti, and places where it's extreme heat, okay? Could you imagine if this brother had never lived, had never uh, invented this, what our world would be like today? And, and this is the thing that I wanted to bring out today that I didn't in the first um, uh video we did and went through about this is that we're looking at quality of life issues, not just economic issues, although the economic issues uh, are the number one single thing that uh, that um, has affected our people, not only in this country, but throughout the world. Uh, interestingly, um, the light bulb, there are 149 corporations 221 uh, air conditioner corporations, 1.7 
million. Now, these are figures from 2022. 1.7 million employed globally. And again, this is one of these staggering figures that just make you say, okay, this is a form of robbery. <laughs> okay, this is, uh, this is like strong arm robbery when you just take something from somebody without using a weapon. Okay, this is, this is strong arm robbery against our people when I read these numbers. Okay, that we didn't and we don't benefit in any way from these inventions by our ancestors. The annual revenue for the light bulb globally is $120 billion. In the U.S., it's $30 billion. Um, but again, I hope you said that. Uh, in the air conditioning uh, industry, in the U.S., it's $78 billion. billion. But globally, it's $310 billion. So let me say that again. The air conditioning industry, which was started by our great ancestor, Louis Latimer, who all our children, there should be pictures, uh, you know, while they're on these devices, you know, and they should be looking at him. And, and they should be told that without this great brother, okay, there would be no air conditioning. And there would not be people benefiting $310 billion globally from this invention. So you're starting to get the picture now. You're starting to get the picture. Because even, and I'll be honest, in the beginning, actually, by me watching Roots, it stimulated something in me that wasn't there before. Because, again, you have to look at the time in which most of these inventions were invented between 18, I think the earliest was uh, Jennings uh, in 1826. Up until 90% of them were created up until 1896. I do know that. Um Okay, next in line, uh, a great sister, Marie Van Brighton Brown. Okay, the corporate industry that she started was the home security alarm system. So every time you feel secure in your home, you have to thank this brilliant sister, Marie Van Brighton Brown. Um, the home system alarm, uh, I'm sorry, home security alarm system gives billions of people around the world and millions here in the U.S. a sense of comfort in their home, in their businesses, okay? Because now, naturally, the technology has evolved where, you know, a silent alarm can go out and then you'll get a response in regards to, you know, whatever the situation is. So we have this brilliant sister um, to thank. Okay, the uh, companies in the U.S. 
uh, and these were figures from 2020, 57,238. But amazingly, it employs 191,000 people in the United States in 2023. The annual revenue of the home security alarm system in the U.S. is 34.6 billion. Globally, it's 52.8 billion. So now, I, I, I now we've just only covered seven of these inventions. So I want you to start along with me looking at this, okay, for what it really is. Okay, these inventions, okay, are the greatest inventions again created on this planet, and they were created by our ancestors, but none of their descendants directly benefit from these great inventions and none of the black communities have any companies bearing the name of our ancestors on them. And if somebody can find one, please send it to me. Okay. At Academy of Nature One at gmail.com because there's a lot of stuff that they hide from us because, you know, for whatever reason, we're just not interested. We're interested in this other crazy stuff, that garbage that they show us. Okay. Uh, Otis Boykin. Uh, now, this brother was an electrical engineer. He, in fact, he's been called a uh, electronic wizard. And uh, like the other, um, the first seven uh, inventors I named, they are in uh, the first five because two of them, they're not in that category. They're in a different category like Dr. Uh, uh, Williams and uh, also uh, uh, Carter G, not Carter G. Woodson, but... Uh, uh, George Washington Carver. Okay, he's they're in different categories, but this category, um, basically, they're in the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Okay, and again, because of the level of discrimination that existed during this time, this was a great accomplishment. But Otis Boykin, the corporation that he started, was the pacemaker. Okay. Uh, the corporate industry that was started as a result of this invention, the pacemaker industry. Also, he was responsible for the early IBM computer, also the first TV and radio chips. But now he invented something that has a astonishing impact on the world. Okay. The, uh, semiconductor okay now let's talk about the first invention the 30 global there are 30 global pacemaker um, or implantable pacemakers companies around the world there are 3 million people around the world I'm sorry in the US that live with pacemakers okay I don't know what the figure is um, around the world but we already see the impact here uh, Three million people live with uh, pacemakers, okay? Um, also, uh, there are 740 chip manufacturers 
that employ 154,228 people. Again, you know, these inventions created corporations, okay, that gave a quality of life to a certain group of people that they would never have had had not these inventions been created by our great ancestors. Okay, so um, the annual revenue, uh, and, let, and let's talk about, we're going to get to the semiconductor because this is one of the greatest inventions in the history of the world, okay? And you, um, but the annual revenue for the pacemaker is $5.7 billion in 2023. Now we get to the um, one of the most astonishing uh, things that exists, or, or I should say one of the most astonishing creations that exists in our world today, the semiconductor. And the global sales for this is a half a trillion dollars. So let me say that again. It's actually $5.774 billion in 2022. Okay, it's probably to a trillion by now in just one year. Uh, but wrap your head around that. We're talking about a half a trillion dollar annual industry that the revenue that is generated does not benefit black people, okay, in places like Africa, uh, where our people uh, reside, wherever in the Caribbean, uh, wherever our people reside, and primarily here in the United States. And we're talking about a half a trillion uh, dollars, okay. Um, there are how many companies? Okay, I couldn't get a number on the amount of companies, but uh, the semiconductor companies accounted for sales totaling $275 billion, okay, in the U.S. alone. So we're talking about a quarter of a trillion dollars. And so you see, this is why... I mean, this is robbery, man. There's no other way to put this, you know. And and while we're fighting for reparations, we should be, because they are our ancestors generated the some of the greatest wealth ever created here on the planet. Okay, that that is without a doubt. Okay, we know this. But here's another thing that was done to our people that we don't even talk about, that they never talk about. The death and robbery of our great inventors and their creations that has created this tremendous wealth. And we're gonna talk about um, the amount that I calculated that um, I may have been off by about $5 trillion. Because again, once you started going down a start going down a rabbit hole, then they begin to hide certain data because then they realize, oh, this must be a black person trying to get this kind of information. So this is why it's imperative for us, okay, now to focus on and reclaim what is rightfully ours. 
Okay, so why don't we own a subsidiary in these in these global industries that all of these other um, cultures that I named, okay, are benefiting from? I don't care what they say about this, okay? They are directly benefiting from it, while at the same time, our government is showing people that come to this country degenerate things about our people that are not true. In fact, you're talking about maybe 10% of the people in our culture. Most of our young people in our culture, and well, even more so than a lot of adults, okay, are striving to be productive citizens. And they believe in this system. This is what's so heartbreaking because they're going to be destroyed. And, and, and let me rephrase that, okay? I'm not going to put that energy out there. They're going to have to fight harder than they would have to fight if we would just tell them the truth, okay? You don't have to add anything to it. Tell them the truth about our history, okay? And stop letting people put these narratives into their heads. Because you see, our children are the only thing we have to save us because the adults, we have proven that we're not. It's not that, that we don't have the ability to do it, but uh, we're so focused on, you know, fake stuff, okay, and plagiarized stuff that we can't even deal with each other on things that are significant. So this is why we have to start now investing all of our energy into our youth. We should have been doing that a long time ago. Okay, but, and when I say invest time, you don't even have, all you have to do is tell them about our great ancestors. Talk to them about what we are talking about today. Explain to them that they are responsible for the quality of life not no uh, person sitting up with a suit on and a briefcase and these um, corporations that have stolen all of um, this fiat from our people and wealth from our people. No. Those, those are Holoquins. Okay? The original people responsible for what not, for what is the greatest wealth in the world and created is right here what we're talking about today and when they have that inspiration you will be astonished at what they because there's nothing you can do anyway they don't need you to do anything but tell them the truth and stop sugarcoating stuff and making them think that they can climb the ladder and that no Okay, even if you, if you teach them to build their own, it doesn't have to be um, this big. I remember a guy emailed me one time, and he said, oh, well, how could you say you have a school or an academy? You don't have a physical building. No, no, he said, where can I go if I wanted to come? Because some people, they're not interested in your growth and development. They're interested in sabotaging what you're building. Okay? They're not they're not interested in that. 
or or they want to because the truth of the matter is is that uh because of the state of our people we only trade with each other for 16 hours a day which is crazy to even think about uh we don't have the ability to purchase buildings um to be but trust and believe that the academy of Netter one is a independent school and as lance said earlier that gives me the ability to talk about what i'm talking about today without somebody okay threatening uh to take away any certification threatening to take you know pull me down off of any uh social media platforms okay but even if you have something in a little corner it's yours and and like a baby you are the one responsible for blossoming it and this is the lesson okay that people like George Washington Carver and Benjamin Banneker taught us okay that we're not teaching our young people because we're teaching them that this fiat which is getting ready to collapse well it's already collapsed you just don't know it is something to aspire to but the reality is no matter how much time we spend in the metaphysical world the reality is is they have to go back to these same people that we were sharecroppers or our sharecroppers for to beg them for jobs you take a place in the bay area there are a lot of black men that are unemployed that's why the crime rate is the way it is i'm not justifying it but come on let's uh, let's be real about this if you live in america and we see this from the migrants that come here and you don't have you know, i guarantee you, you go two days without eating or you're going to change your mind about crime okay and this is deliberately done it's like putting animals okay in a cage and having them fight for a plate of food. All right. Um the next person we're going to talk about today uh, uh a brilliant brother um the actually the founder of the uh the blood bank. Okay, Dr. Charles Drew, a, a celebrated physician. Um again, this is a brother that you know, you couldn't hide his son. Okay. Uh he actually he started the plasma blood bank also the mobile the mobile blood bank and also the ability to um have blood transfusions which saves a lot of lives particularly um when you have certain diseases okay that we won't mention but we know what we're talking about that this is critical in saving lives um there are 2400 hundred institutions okay that benefit from the uh blood bank 9500 are employed and uh as i said blood transfusion saves lives every day the annual revenue in this industry is 2.1 billion globally 16.9 billion um and you know i'm not talking millions i'm talking billions so just the fact that our people are in the condition they are in is a travesty the um and it, it's a deliberate act 
to sabotage our people in all areas of human activity. And this is why I can understand why our people continue to hold on to um, this religion. Okay. I, I can't understand it. Okay. Because these same people that have taught you, okay, all these things are the ones that are responsible for what I'm talking about today. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, and the next the next brother uh, up is Thomas Jennings, a brilliant brother. Okay, in fact, he was the first, man, it's, it's been really cold here in Cali, uh, Bro Lance. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, a lot of uh, rain going mm -hmm. on, these storms. Man, it's, it's, it's been crazy. You know, my little peanut head get cold quick. So I have, <laughs> I have to keep something close, you know, that I can put on. Um, so this brother Thomas Jennings, uh, a great inventor, he was actually the first black person that was granted a patent in the United States. Okay, the corporate industry he started was the dry cleaning business. Uh, there are th 33,000 dry cleaning companies in the United States, individual ones. And uh, again, this is one of those inventions that without it, um, the quality of life, you know, people would be wearing a lot of wrinkled suits, okay? So next time you see somebody in, in a nice suit or you, one of your children see somebody in a nice suit, said, oh, oh, you see how nice and pressed that suit is that gentleman is wearing or that lady is wearing? A black man is responsible for that, okay? Because he invented Okay, the mechanism responsible for dry cleaning. Okay, uh, the annual revenue in the United States is 11.8 billion, but globally, the dry cleaning business, and I suspect it's because of uh, Asians, um, because a lot of them have uh, dry cleaning businesses here in the United States, a lot of them here in California too is uh, $106 billion, okay, um, $106 billion. And by the way, it takes $1,000 billion to make a trillion. So most of these industries are already at this point. And, and these are annual figures. So again, like I said, when I tallied up, um, you know, <laughs> It took a long time going back and looking at how the, the U.S. interest, I did it by decade because I could never have, have enough time to do it by year. So I got a close figure. But um, I, I'm going to reveal this figure soon. But I just want to continue with this because this is, uh, you know, they talk about reparations, man, but uh, they owe us reparations. But, bruh, this right here, they have hidden from our people, um, and if we took this to the Supreme Court or whatever the process, there are a lot more people that know more about the law than me, but there is a process, and I'm sure that this could be brought out, just like reparations, that we can effectively now deal with this. But Thomas Jennings was, uh, yeah, 
it was the first uh, black man to get a patent here in the United States. Um, next up, let's see here, is uh, Marion Crook, okay? Um, this sister, a brilliant sister, uh, she's also uh, in the Hall of Fame, the uh, National Inventors Hall of Fame. The corporate industry started was the voice over technology. Now, this technology, okay, is is very important because it revolutionized um, the the way that you know we the quality of how we communicated uh, via devices. Okay, so she uh, the subsidiaries uh, such as the advertising. The gaming, well, these are not subsidiaries. These are uh, other corporations that were um, created as a result of this technology. But we certainly know we have thousands of, uh, of uh, subsidiaries that benefited from this as well. But the advertising industry, the gaming industry, uh, broadcasting, education, and financial services. Uh, this industry employs over 1 million people, okay? The annual revenue in the U.S. as of 2021 is $1.5 Next, we have uh, another brilliant sister, Lisa uh, Gilepter. Um, she's a computer scientist, an engineer. The corporate industry started by her invention was that she, de she developed a software um, for the first online videos. Now, this is huge because the videos that we see today that Brother Lance said we're doing, um, this sister is directly responsible for this. And again, these are teachable moments for our children. When they're using these devices, you can go to them and say, okay, and they can even Google this for proof and say, this sister, Lisa Gelbter, a computer scientist and engineer, developed the software for the first online videos. And that is, that is a revolutionary invention that even today is growing bigger and bigger. And when you look at, when I quote the figures here for the gaming industry, it's just otherworldly. Um, but she's uh, most noted also for the shockwave technology. Uh, let's see this, okay, which was responsible for creating the earliest interactive multimedia platform. So this is why we are able to go on multiple different platforms and why they are synced, can be synced together is because of this sister right here. Um, there, she she actually uh, pioneered several internet technologies and created products that are used by billions of people. The annual revenue in this industry in the U.S. is 57.2 uh, billion, and globally is 26.2 billion. Um, but the video gaming industry is a 200 and 50, I'm sorry, 
billion dollar industry. That's a quarter of a trillion dollar industry. And these are annual figures. So you're starting to get the picture now. All right, people have been real. You know, I believe I miscalculated, Brother Lance. I I came to around 25 to 30 um, trillion dollars that was generated Mm -hmm. by inventions. I think now that I'm, I'm starting to look at it again, it could be in excess of 80 to 100 trillion dollars, brother. Why not? I mean, there's the unknown factor of what wasn't tallied off, and then they yeah. use the legalities to uh, take an invention and pay off people pennies or just outright steal it, and we'll never know. Yeah, I, because, yeah. exactly, it's just, like, it's just like when I said um, the simple one, heavyweight champ Jack Johnson, he made the wrench. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and the funny thing about it is, I've said it before, for those who haven't heard it before, this is why they were so mad that Jack Johnson, who was beating all of their champions and running with their their women, Mm. is a way of telling his nose that they were so angry that they called it the monkey wrench. This is why they called it the monkey wrench. Yeah, Yeah. so when you say wrench, don't don't say monkey wrench, y'all, because they were calling the black man a monkey. But they were mad because he made the wrench, and instead of using the wrench, but they had to slip that in and call it a monkey wrench. So anytime somebody says that, correct them and teach them something. That's a good point. That's a very good point, Lance, because a lot of times we regurgitate things and don't even know the origin of it. Don't know why it was said, (laughs) what it means, and that it's a derogatory slant towards our people. But... You know, and, and this makes you think about how is it, what kind of people, like, like uh, Kunta Kente was asking Fiddler on Roots, what type of man would cut off the foot of another man trying to run away from this type of violence perpetrated against him and his family every day? What type of person would do this? And And as I look at this, I'm thinking to myself, what type of pe- what, what type of people would do? Because I only have my you know, I only have my heart to look at when it when it comes because we don't know what's in another person's heart. We only see what's manifest, and then people can fake you out, you know, with what they think you want to hear or or see, right? But the, when you try to think about what type of people would do. Not only the things that were done against our people, but the people that are responsible for you having this quality of life, that is responsible for generating this type of wealth that you and your family and your descendants enjoy and continue to enjoy. What would make someone in their heart want to drive the people responsible for that into the bottom of society. What would what would do that? It has to be jealousy. It it has to be some form of jealousy and enviousness. There is no other answer for this. Yeah, and the fact that many of them know more about our, our us mm-hmm. than we know about us, and that's why the jealousy is there. It, that, that that's all it could be. They know a lot more, and it's not anything mild either. It's some, it's major, major stuff. When you look at history, how hard they've come against us, how much information they've suppressed, 
Now we have the internet, which is a double-edged sword. It's been used for bad, but it's not a good that's come out of it, that things are being revealed, and it's helping also to wake up enough people, but not, well, a lot of people, but not enough. But they are hope. About the internet, we have some inventors that they have kept from the world. Okay. Um, they're going to be shot. But sorry to cut you off, brother, but you know how it is when you no, hear something, you got to jump on it <laughs> before you forget it. <laughs> but, uh. Oh, no, no. I was just saying that when you look at the amount of energy taken, even before the internet came around to teach us some things that they didn't want us to know, not only for hundreds of years, but thousands of years, and in, in recent centuries, lie about it collectively. See, we speak about what we've been through, you know, in the last few hundred years, but this other stuff, along with a particular type of torture, breaking up our names, taking us away from our sense of spirituality and giving us these religions, and to also lie, lie about us and to give us the proper for us to believe something less of ourselves while knowing how great we are, that even still in our decadence, now listen to this one closely. I don't want people to really, um, okay, what happened here on the screen? Okay, no, my hand touched the uh, thing on mistake. Oh, okay. I don't want people to get this the wrong way, but I'm going to say it this way. Even... We display greatness in our reduced state. That yes. even when we are not in our right mind, even in the decadence, we show a brilliance, but that's the only place they'll allow us to show our brilliance is in a reduced state where if left alone and not pushed and pumped up like a drug with the negative low vibrational stuff and allow that greatness to grow in the soil of a higher vibration, they know they can't catch us. They always have the feeling like that person who's running after the bus that never stops. And that's what they don't want to have happen. That if we can be who we are at the highest vibration, left alone by them, oh man, even they would benefit. So they would that's really chop off the leg to spite the foot. So that's sickness right there because they want to be first in line. And, and we're not even saying as, as us, as our people, we're, we're not fighting anybody else to stop them from getting some greatness. No. But why are we spending no. so much time and in the mental sickness of denial, right? You, you, you know how great we are. Dig up them books from the bottom of the Vatican. Give us the things that you hold, and then you want to rewrite history, and then you want to put things in our bloodstream, give the kids propaganda, twist around the rainbow, have us hating on a woman, have us wanting to run with another woman, have some of us wanting to be a damn woman. You work so hard to mess us up. We must be the sugar honey iced tea. Well, that was powerful right there, brother, because, boy, you hit it, you hit the head, the nail right on the head. The, it, the word you use collectively says it all. So for all these people to think, when you think about a system, there has to be a collective effort to keep a system going, operating. Okay, you can't tell me that you can be this effective 
against the people with this system if you didn't have millions uh, doing what you have put into motion in order to keep them that way. And also, I always bring this up, what Dr. Amos Wilson said, is that in order for for 10, 8%, 8 to 10% of the people in the world to control the other 92%, by necessity, at least 40% of the people that you are controlling has to participate with your decadence. They have to. Mm. And then on top of yeah. the point you just made, even though you only give us the ability to operate with maybe 20% of who we are, we are still shining bright and outshining you. Because You chop um, us off at the knees and we're still in the race. Yeah, yeah. Chop your knees off and, and you still win the race. And, and, and see, I don't mean we're actually winning in their system, but we're doing, as much as us have been oppressed and suppressed, what we show with that is a greatness, even with those who are not really aware. What I mean is that you're putting a 100-pound weight plate in a knapsack on our back and you're asked to run a race. And while we're not coming in first place because of that weight, we're still pushing the one who won. You understand? So I'm not yeah. saying we're winning, but well, we're still under duress. Yeah. We're achieving because they know the obstacle course they put on us. And this is why I say with different jobs and when I was going for the psychological, the background check. In New York State, when I was going for the state corrections up there, they have a prejudice upstate against those down in the city because 90-something percent of all inmates in the state system come from five Burrows. areas in New York yeah. City. So they look yeah. at us as a city of thugs. Oh, yeah. Now, why I'm blowing this up is because when I was going through, which I didn't get the job, on a technicality, I passed everything. Now that I opened up the, uh, a Pandora's box, I have to say, when the cops beat me down and those charges on me, right, later to be reduced, my lawyer lied and said if I was to get disorderly conduct and just take it, and I took it because I was not doing well, and I went on trial and lost, I'd, I'd get three and a half years on a lie. I said, you know what? Let me just take this. I know I don't get in trouble. But they lied and said this was conduct, but business, which wouldn't allow me to get firearm in state corrections, right? I went down to Florida and got corrections. But what I'm oh, yeah. saying is that during the interview process with the different factions of things that they grilled me on, the guy was like, the different ones were like, how did you remain so clean in New York City? And right. so that tipped me off to how they think. And like putting you in an impossible obstacle course that they know you're going to lose, but you did well and you won. So they look at me oftentimes like I'm a ghost. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you get caught up 
in different things. Well, my upbringing and my parents and my home and the clean friends that I have, still have, that made a difference. But they don't expect much of us because, see, they know what they put out there for us. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they bombard our minds, and your mind truly is the most powerful thing you have. People yeah. talk about prayer. People talk where does the prayer come from? The prayer means focus. And where does the focus come from? Taking charge of your mind because your mind, I've, I've found out on a physical level, you can make yourself do anything above and beyond if your mind is strong and trained well enough. You can beat down giants physically. You can outthink scholars and they don't know what kind of school you came from. Even if you don't, the stick-intuitiveness, the grit, the spirit. When you have all of these attributes, you don't need validation from the enemies, universities, and factions. Yeah, now if you're trying to fit in, understood you need a certification or whatever. That's how they do. But know that you can achieve anything, especially in this day where there's so much information. I teach myself something new every day. Yeah. I was hungry to learn when I was a child. I'm hungry to learn now, and I'm still hungry to achieve, and there's nothing that's going to stop me. Every single day I move up several notches, a degree more than what I was a day before, and this is where we got to stop accepting what they yeah. put out as what our achievements would be. Like the three youngsters there that have the highest IQ in the world. In the world. Why don't they push that? about that? Why don't the actors in Hollywood talk about that? They don't talk about that. They're not allowed to talk about that. This is why the majority are controlled by the minority. Yes. And and it's not just one thing. It's on code. There's no way that you can have this firewall of ignorance up unless it's ordained like a mafia hit on us. They smile but move on code. And we can't even do that. It would be nice. Why should we have to validate or, or interrogate one, one another? We should, we should fight. Look out for each other. But so many of us are trying to get ahead by getting more baubles and trinkets and rubies and materialistic goods and status in this world. And it ain't doing a damn thing for us. And until we understand that, we'll forever fall into the quicksand of death. We're always going to do it. And it's like we don't see it. So at this point, you need to focus. We need to focus on those who are about it because we cannot save those who love the comfort of decadence, the sweetness of sin. We, we, we just got to go for the shiny red things. We can't avoid these things, these seductions, and sacrifice and deny ourselves these things that are not going to be good for us as a people in the end. And these people they're letting in the country, they're there to replace us, overtake us, literally kill us. And this is what I want to share really quick. This is information that was given to me. I hope it doesn't happen, but it came from a very reputable source. In New York City, they're not talking about this now, but there was a police precinct that was robbed of the majority of their firearms, uh, bulletproof vests by migrants. 
what? by migrants, and you are not hearing that on the news. And I heard that wow. from a reasonable source. Don't be surprised any day now we have some kind of mass whatever publicly or some kind of takeover or something. It had to be an inside job. For you to go into a major police yeah. precinct and get all of that stuff out, and now they're not talking about it. Wow. Because now if they talk about it, then now we're aware, and there's going to have to be an investigation. But no, nobody's talking about it, and that's by design. It's just like those people who Kanye West had a problem with never went to the World Trade Center that day. Why? Why did every one of them, when they have so many offices, Rubenstein and Silverstein and uh, 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 all it, those are uh, Rubenow and Finkelstein, all them names, law offices, businesses, and none of them showed up the Dick morning Gregory when them came crash? See? Go ahead, Dick brother. Gregory talked about that. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. He got a call from somebody. Right. Not to show up that day, and that all of those um, people <laughs> you just right, met right. were not going to be there. Right. So this is what you do: whenever you go somewhere and you do not see any one of them, get the hell out of Dodge because they're not going to hit. They're not going to hit you off with the information. And these are people who look you in your eye yeah. on these jobs and in these offices. And I'm not showing up. We got to keep this quiet. You can come to hell with you. That's what it is. So this is what you are as a people, and you talk about being God's chosen? Really and truly? You see? So there's a lot of things. Just like my father always told me, you know, he was born and raised in Jamaica, and he always said, well, if you see the birds go around and eat different berries, you can eat it. But if you see them avoid certain things, right. do not eat it. So now, if you see those people not around, always keep, when you work around them, like the biggest cities, and they all didn't come into work that day, get out. Get out. That's get out. Point. That is a good point. Because, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, everything you said, that, now that's, that's crazy about those uh, weapons. That is the inside job. There's no way you yep. can go. In the we might hear about it, but, but you know what? I get a lot of information fed to me. Uh-huh. When it's reputable, I'll share it. If it's quackery, I'm not saying anything. I get a lot of quackery, but this one here, maybe we'll never hear about it. Maybe nothing will ever happen. But as far as I'm concerned, it happened. What are those weapons being used for, or what's the plan? What's, what's the, the plan? plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? Yeah. You know, there's an intention because of that. Whether it's just going to go around and rob bodegas and corner stores, I don't think so. And if and it has to be an inside job, how are you going to go into a police station, a police precinct, and freely go in and take all of this stuff? Not just a weapon missing. And when there's a weapon missing, you get in trouble because there's a chain of command. Absolutely, there's, there's, there's people over the arms. I remember when. I used to do hospital duty before they had a hospital team in the jail that I worked in. And you had to carry a firearm. And mm -hmm. so when there was an a, a, a inmate who was uh, in the hospital, maybe he had a fight, maybe he was sick, maybe because the police arrested him and had to beat him down, uh, he came to the jail, got booked in, and they had to take him straight to the hospital. So if he's there, he's going to be there for a few days, 
when your shift came and you volunteered for that, you had to go and get your firearm and go take the uh, uh, corrections vehicle and go to the hospital and relieve that officer. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, go ahead. He I'm left. Just plugging in some juice. Yeah, yeah, no problem, brother. Yeah, so, no. yeah, so, okay. so what it was was that a lot of guys being lax, you know, the weapon is heavy, uh-huh. you know, and it's around your belt, and you have other things on your utility belt. Right. So now when you go to the restroom, because they're shackled down to the, to, the, um, to the bed, lots of guys would take the weapon off, and, and, and because, you know, you're sitting down doing a number two, they take the weapon off and sit it down on the ground and pull up their pants when they're done and forget the weapon in the daggone hospital room and leave. And sometimes a nurse would find it. Sometimes the next officer would find it. Sometimes if they had their cell, you better come back and get this weapon, man. Because if you get back there and you don't have it, some would leave. You know, so what happens if this guy got out and took the thing? So what I'm saying is that every single weapon is to be accounted for, and that's your job. Yeah. No matter where I would go. Yeah. I by my apartment at that time and say, listen, I'm going to my apartment. Well, no problem as long as you're coming back with that weapon. You got it. It's your responsibility. Do what you want with it. You face the consequences. So for them to do that, I'm just putting that out there. Maybe that's something you'll hear about. I've said things before. That come, I'm not trying to be the prophet. I'm not trying to be the guy. I just want to pass that along. I can't say names on who, but yeah, just heads up. Heads up. Well, now we know. I'm like that. It's definitely a plan. We heard it first on the last Gerg show. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe they're here to kick off a civil war. We don't know. But um, I've never seen nothing like it before in my life. But go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I, I mean, that's good information to know, brother. But uh, uh, this sister, Lisa Galopter, who was a um, computer scientist and engineer and inventor. She, as a matter of fact, she is in the National Inventors Hall of Fame. She was responsible for the first online videos, as I was saying, and also the shockwave technology, which is responsible for the earliest interactive uh, multimedia platform that we see today. Um, She pioneered several internet technologies and created products that are used by billions of people. Okay. The annual revenue in the U.S. is $57.2 billion. Globally, it's $26.2 billion. And the video game industry is a quarter of a trillion dollars. Okay. $214.2 billion. And this is something, again, when we see our children on these devices, It's a teachable moment, okay, because, you know, again, our children don't know that black people invented these things, okay? The majority, 95% of them are not in the history books. So unless you tell them about the greatness they have in them, they're going to look to other people who plagiarize greatness, okay? Uh, 
Jesse Ernest Wilkins. Um, this brother was called a mathematical genius. He was an inventor. Uh, the corporate industry started was the uh, machine lens to detect X-rays and gamma rays, which are um, harmful to humans. He actually uh, developed uh, uh, software that detected radiation amounts absorbed in the body or by any material, um, which uh, started uh, the electromagnetic radiation, or I'm saying, or blocked or let them know the amount of electromagnetic radiation that is being absorbed by the human body that it can actually damage organs and kill you. Uh, the companies and subsidiaries that benefited also from this discovery or creation was the medical imaging. So every time you go in a hospital, you with your little kid, uh, you let them know that when they, if they have to take an x-ray, that it was a uh, black person that was responsible for developing this software. Jesse Ernest Wilkins, Jr., a mathematical genius, okay, that um, you, they use x-rays in uh, the veterinary field, uh, in medical, dental, industrial, okay, medical imaging, and also in security, okay? And this uh, prevents millions of deaths a year from radiation. The annual corporate revenue is $3.6 billion. Now, the X-ray detector market alone employs over 1 million people, okay? And it created thousands of medical device companies. So again, you know, <clears throat> Just thinking back on something Lance said, is that you have to have a collective effort, okay, when you are suppressing truth. And there has to be an enormous amount of people in that system that agree to perpetrate this lie, okay? So, again, you know. You know, our, our people still believe that, you know, some people have our best interests at heart. You know, okay, that might be true. Okay, but that still doesn't mean that you should not think as a collective, okay, when you're trying to move forward and achieve something because you have millions of people that are actively and effectively blocking uh, your growth and development, not just your personal growth and development, but all the people that look like you. Um, the next brother is Elijah McCoy. Uh, now, this brother was very, uh, was brilliant, okay? He had over 50 inventions, okay? He, he actually, uh, all right, so he had over 50 inventions. Okay, but the one that he uh, actually is known, well, there are a couple of them he's actually known for, okay, is the lubricating cup for engines. So this is very important because <clears throat> prior to this invention, okay, um, and I saw a movie one time where this happened, okay, 
where there, if, if they had this little pin trying to keep the engine from something from separating from the engine and causing it to overheat. Well, he kept the, by creating this lubricating cup, it kept the engine, um, you know, lubricated, okay, and cool in order that, you know, engines wouldn't overheat. And this was an extremely important uh, creation or invention. Uh, the other inventions were um, the movable ironing board. Now, imagine if, you know, you wasn't able to move the ironing board. But there was another system we'll talk about that was uh, responsible for um, the actual uh, invention of the ironing board. But he kind of uh, also kind of upgraded it. Like many of the inventions, the reason why you don't recognize them in their original form, because as technology increased, of course, over 150 years, there's going to be an upgrade. Hell, they upgrade stuff every year now. Um, he, he also created the lawn sprinkler, okay? And there are 48,811 water supply and irrigation systems in 2023 or businesses in the United States. The uh, annual revenue for all of these inventions is 600 I'm sorry, $16 billion. Where did I get six, 600 from? $16 billion. The lawn sprinkler industry by itself is a $2.7 billion industry. Um, next in line is one of, uh, one of our favorites that, again, this brother could not be hidden from the history books, Garrett Morgan, because of the uh, very, very important uh, inventions that he created. Uh, the first one, which we all know, is the traffic light. In fact, um, without the traffic light, it would be impossible to drive in big cities. Okay, that would be impossible. Well, in any city, regardless of how big it is. Okay, so we see the immediate impact globally of this invention by this brilliant brother, Garrett Morgan, um, who should be, um, you know, he, I, I mean, there's not enough words for this brother because that invention alone revolutionized the world, okay? Um, the other invention that was very, very important, okay, so we, we know that over a half a million people are employed in that industry. Okay, um, but the other major invention that uh, Garrett Morgan invented was the gas mask. Um, this is very, very important that it allows the military, firefighters, and law enforcement to protect themselves from harmful gases. Um, the gas mask was also a revolutionary uh, invention. It also helps the average citizen, you know, if you're in a situation where you have to use a gas mask. Okay, so we're talking about preventing millions of lives as a result of this invention. Um, the, in 2023, the traffic light industry was $28 billion in the U.S., and the gas mask was $1.8 Okay, so 
you know, as we go along and, and, and we start to tally up these figures, uh, yeah, it's looking more like 50 to $80 trillion, if not more, um, that these industries continue to generate over 150-year period minimum, okay? And, again, I could not calculate on a yearly basis. I had to do it on decade by decade using a lot of different factors. But we clearly see, okay, with these statistics over the last five years, that black folks have been hoodwinked. The biggest stuff in the history of the world right here today. You heard it on the Land Scourge Show. The biggest corporate theft in the history of the world was done to black folks in America. Uh, okay, so let's talk about uh, number 16 on the list, Mary Mildred Davison, another brilliant sister inventor. Her corporate industry uh, that she was started as a result of her invention was the sanitary belt and the toilet paper holder. Now, a lot of people don't realize how important this invention is um, because it, it allows billions of people globally to conveniently use toilet paper without having to get up, you know what I mean, uh, and to have sanitary conditions by having these uh, this sanitary belt where you can carry um, the sanitary items that you need. And, and these are uh, things, the quality of life things that we don't think about that's very important to our everyday lives. Um, the annual revenue generated from this industry globally is $3.5 billion. Uh, next, I want to get this brother's name correct. He's a Nigerian-American pathologist. Uh, his name is Bennett Ethelkan Dumoa. Okay, that's the best I can do, guys. Uh, brilliant, brilliant brother. He actually discovered CTE. Okay, this uh, chronic uh, brain injury. Okay, that now is part of the protocol of all sports, particularly um, in the NFL, in boxing. In fact, Will Smith did a movie in, in 2005 to uh, playing him, to honor him. And he's uh, a Nigerian-American pathologist. He was the first to discover this. Um, and also, he, uh, the corporate industry started with CTE, which prevents millions of athletes around the world from sustaining further head industries, injuries. Very important. Um, shout out to this brother. This is something very important that uh, was recognized. Um, in our world today, um, you know, athletic competition can be uh, very um, grueling. It can uh, also cause uh, life-threatening injuries. Uh, but this helped to um, add a sense of uh, security uh, with our athletes today. Uh, next up is uh, Morris McKinney. Uh, now, he was the inventor. Some people might remember from the first video we did about this. He actually invented the vehicle SMS code, which we, we know now today uh, the LoJack uh, corporate industry was started as a result of this. Um, so 
If you have a low jack on your car, be thankful for this brother, Norris McKinney. Okay, if your car is lost, or not lost, it's stolen, that it can be located, not just by authorities, but also by you. Okay, and this technology is very critical in our world today. Okay, but uh, this brother is responsible for it. So every time you put your low jack signal on, alarm on, or put one physically on your car, um, realize that Morris McKinney is responsible for this. Now, over 25,000 people globally are employed as a result of this invention. Um, which actually immobilizes cars, and, and it also pinpoints the location of the vehicle. Uh, globally, it generates $17.5 billion. In the U.S., $11.3 billion. Okay. Uh, next up is uh, another uh, brother from, uh, I believe he's from Togo, Dr. Philip Imakwali. Okay. Uh, one of our brothers from the motherland, uh, he invented the world's first super computer, which is the forerunner of the Internet. Okay, this is the birth of the Internet. I don't know how many black people know this, okay, but in 1989, he created the technology for the world's first supercomputer, okay, which has the capability of calculating at uh, 3.1 billion calculations per second. And this, without a doubt, changed our world forever. Okay? And see, there are a lot of our children that don't know this. Okay? And, and again, this is our fault because as Lance said, they're not, they are fighting to suppress this, okay, so while they're fighting to suppress this, we should be equally fighting to upload this into the minds and devices of our children. This industry accounts for over 12 million, it employs over 12 million people in the tech industry alone. It accounts for 10% of the U.S. economy, and, and the annual revenue is $1.9 trillion. I don't need to say anything else about that. Okay, so you do the math. And we're talking about uh, from 1989 to today. Okay, the annual... Uh, the annual revenue, $1.9 trillion. So that alone takes this into the stratosphere. Because if we calculate uh, 40 years, or let's see, 33 years, if we count 34 years, if we calculate that, because we're talking almost $2 trillion, <laughs> okay, a year. Oh yeah, I, I I I really underestimated. Oh my God, we're talking over a hundred trillion dollars that was stolen from black people, 
uh, you know, that goes way beyond reparations, okay? This goes way beyond reparations. And somebody needs to talk about this because now trust and believe the people who perpetrated this crime against humanity, our people, know this. They have to know this. Okay? And also the uh, supercomputer server industry. Globally, it's $44.2 billion, And in the U.S., it's $16.3 billion. So we're talking... Oh, wow. We're talking $2.5 trillion a year. Oh, yeah. We're looking at about these inventions when you figure in this one industry and all the other industries that that we're going to discuss. Yeah, we may be approaching about over $150 trillion, uh, Brother Lance. I, I severely miscalculated. Here we have uh, next uh, George Robert Carruthers, uh, an inventor, a physicist, an engineer, a space scientist. Very interesting, brother. He's in the NASA, uh, NASA uh, National Inventors Hall of Fame, and he's a he was a NASA scientist. The corporate industry he um, started was the spectrograph and the spectrometer, which uh, basically allowed him to make the first detection of molecular hydrogen in space in 1970 using a sounding rocket. Now imagine that. Why don't, uh, why is this brother not, not uh, more well known? Why is that? You think it's uh, just by chance that he's not uh, more well known? I would beg to differ. Uh, he developed a rocket instrument that obtained a UV image of Halley's Comet, an instrument with two cameras. Uh, with different four UV wavelength sensitivities that was used on the STS-39 space shuttle mission in 1991. This is another thing that we never hear about this. Um, the ultraviolet camera and the spectrograph was the first moon-based observatory. Now imagine that. Why haven't you heard about that? The very first, um, providing they went to the moon. <laughs> the fact, uh, you know, and that's still up to, uh, you know, up for argument. But nonetheless, he created this instrument that uh, was the first observatory. Okay, um, and he developed it for the Apollo 16 mission, and supposedly they used it for ultraviolet electrographic uh, camera, which obtained images of electromagnetic radiation in short wavelengths. Okay. So we know that a brother that has this type of, of comprehension and understanding of how the universe works off electromagnetism, 
was able to conceive this invention. Okay, a mine is a terrible thing to waste. Um, the annual revenue is 14.97 billion in 2021. The projected growth by 2030 is 28.3 billion. Because again, these industries are going to continue to grow, and our people are going to continue to be deprived of the rightful benefits of these inventions. Uh, one of the reasons you may not hear about it is because they tried to give this uh, credit to a German scientist, which was debunked, and also uh, Isaac Newton is uh, is given credit for um, part of what he actually invented. Okay. Uh, next we have uh, George Tolliver. Uh, George Tolliver is in the Inventors Hall of Fame. He's a uh, great inventor. The corporate industry he started was the ship propeller, okay, which he patented, okay, and can, they call it the marine ship uh, propeller. But could you imagine the global impact if, if uh, this propeller was never invented? Okay, the global marine propeller market, the largest market is in Asia and Europe and China, Asia, Europe, and China. Okay, so could you imagine the effects on a global scale if this brother did not invent the propeller? You couldn't go on your carnival cruises that you enjoy so much. Um, the military would not have ships, okay, to fight in wars. And the commercial, just the commercial use of ships alone to transport uh, various uh, goods, you know, and products around the world. So you get the picture. So the annual revenue globally, which I don't believe, is listed at $350 million in 2022. Uh, next up is Henry Sampson, Jr., a nuclear physicist. Um, excuse me. Uh, a nuclear physicist. Okay. That was he created an invention that is so very important to us today that I cannot express the importance of this invention. But once we talk about it, you'll know how important it is. Every time you pick up a cell phone, you have this brother, Henry Sampson Jr., to thank. Why? He invented the technology that allowed the, um, the invention or the creation of the cell phone or the technology that drives the cell phone, uh, the gamma electric cell that is used in cell phones, okay? Uh, the direct energy conversion device, okay, that converts the energy generated from the radiation of high energy gamma rays into electricity. Now, this was a brilliant brother. Um, and in fact, he was the first black person to earn a PhD uh, a P, yo, he was the first black person to earn a Ph.D. 
in nuclear engineering in the U.S. Uh, this industry is so let's look at a couple things here because th these are staggering figures. He, he also invented, co-invented the gamma electric, uh, the gamma electric technology that is used to create the cell phone as it is, as we know it today. Okay. Uh, he, he worked, uh, together with another black inventor, Jesse Russell. Okay, and uh, George Molly in 1971 to create the cell phone. They were the cell phone pioneers. Okay, the cell phone industry is projected to go in 2024, get this, to $5 trillion. There are 28 million people employed in this industry. And you see, the more, the more I, 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 I start to look at these figures again, I, I, I vastly uh, miscalculated because this is unbelievable. When, when you look at, by the time we end up going through all of them, this may approach somewhere between close to $250-$300 trillion. Okay. When you talk about the fact over 150 years, okay, at a minimum, that these devices and tech, this technology was invented, okay, and the annual revenue of them over 100 years that is continuing to make money at a higher rate. Oh, yeah, I solely miscalculated. This, this is something that needs to be addressed at a higher level than I'm at. I don't know, maybe uh, there are people listening today that have that ability. But certainly uh, our people were jacked, okay? I'm talking about, and, and now keep in mind, we're only talking about 70. There are over 150 black inventors in the history of the United States. Now wrap your head around that. We're talking about 70 today, okay? So, I mean, even I underestimated uh, uh, the impact of this. Uh, so wrapping this up with this brother, uh, again, this is an astonishing figure. Uh, it's projected to go to $5 trillion in 2024, and the gamma ray cell, electric cell, that was created and invented by Henry Sampson Jr. is the technology that's used in the cell phones we use today. Okay, next in line, uh, this is, oh, this brother right here is uh, fascinating, Keith Black, good name, uh, is a neurosurgeon in L.A., with Sina, I'm sorry, Sinai, Cedar, Sinai Hospital in L.A. Uh, he specializes in neurosurgery and brain surgery. And he was recognized in Time Magazine in 2015 as one of 21 of the most influential people of the 21st century. All right. 
And this is a this is an amazing accomplishment because because uh, over 200 brain surgeries are conducted by uh, Dr. Black a year, but he has done something that no one else has done. He has performed over 4,000 brain surgeries in his career. This is the most by any surgeon in history. So, you know, we have greatness walking amongst us, again, where we listen to these narratives and look at other people when we have brothers and sisters that have contributed to the greatest financial wealth in the history of the world. Okay, the annual revenue generated for just one health system is uh, $3 million. Okay, uh, moving right along here, we have uh, next Dr. Betty Harris, one of my favorites. Uh, she invented uh, an explosive detector. Okay, uh, she, uh, this, the services that use this is, uh, our military, transport, aviation, and robotics. Uh, she generates 5.1 billion globally, is projected globally, and uh, I'm sorry, 11.1 billion by 2027 is projected globally. It currently is bringing in uh, annual revenue of $5.1 billion. The reason why I said she's one of my favorite is because this was a male-dominated uh, area in which uh, Dr. Betty Harris, um, so our young girls, should be, she should be one of their sheroes, okay? Not somebody winning a Grammy Award, that's fine. Um, okay, I'm not saying that they shouldn't aspire to be entertainers if that's what they want to be. I'm just saying we have to stop pigeonholing our young people into these areas. Okay, where they have effectively put us in a 90 degree angle of interpreting the world. When we are 720 degree beings, when you factor in the metaphysical capabilities that we have, which a lot of our brothers talk about, but at the least, we are 360 degree beings, okay? So that alone puts you in a atmosphere, okay, or a dimension that's different from what you have been pigeonholed into and our young people are pigeonholed into. Uh, Frederick M. Jones, uh, an inventor. Uh, now, he invented something that we all are very thankful for today as well, the thermostat control. Uh, he's in the National Inventors Hall of Fame and he is the winner of the National Medal of Technology. Um, this brother invented this device, this thermostat control device, that is uh, something we don't even think about today. We just go in, you know, we adjust the temperature. But again, these are teachable moments. People say to me, well, how, what mechanisms, what can we use, what methods, it's a better word, to use to teach the children? Okay, but we have been taught to teach our children in an inferior way. 
because believe it or not, you have been taught in an inferior way. Okay? Nature is our greatest teacher. Our children are kinesthetic learners. They learn by doing and seeing. That is because ultimately it is not somebody giving you directions and instructions that is the way to learn. The way to learn, and this is why I believe in student-centered learning. I don't care how you arrive at the answer. This is how people control you, how you act, what you do, how you think, because they tell you if you don't follow the way that they have designed something, then that's a wrong answer. I know because I personally got in trouble in school over this, okay, where if someone was trying to tell me, I arrived at the answer, and, and rather than being happy, they were upset that I arrived at the answer this way. Um, I believe I remember Lance talking about him um, when he was in, in school uh, with the art school where um, art and design where um, or either in high school I remember you mentioning this that uh, you mm -hmm. were penalized because you arrived at the answer by your own you know way your own genius not by something <laughs> yeah. where you got to do it right and you know I strongly believe that the, the reason why this is done well I know this is the reason because the people that are teaching you do not have this ability that we have. So it stands the reason that they would not reveal, you know, this gift that you have, this ability that you have, because then no matter how old you are, you, this would elevate you to a position that they would see as over their ability to teach you. Because what most people don't know is the teacher is actually the student, okay? Because every single individual that you teach, you are learning something from, even if it's something negative. So we have got to get beyond this ego-driven because we know that people with a God complex are ego-driven. So, of course, they want to be given the credit, okay, for generating your knowledge. When we know this is not true, true learning and knowledge comes from within, not from without. So this is the way we teach our children. You walk by a thermostat, you say, oh, well, one of the, one of the issues we have with this is, okay, we're not focused on what we need to be focused on. We give the, uh, the, uh, the, the choice, the, uh, the choice of our kids learning from us to the school system, that we give them a choice. You know how we give them a choice? Because we don't offer anything other than what they learn in school. That's how, that's how we give them the choice, which is backwards, okay? We're supposed to be the ones that are directing them in terms of how to interpret things correctly based on their um, natural gifts and abilities, because their natural gifts and abilities, as we saw with our three babies, is what gives them the highest IQ in the world. Not what some narrative that you're regurgitating to them, 
Okay, we have got to stop this. But again, the reason why we can't teach our children properly is because we're focused on the wrong things when it comes to them. Now, I understand. I get it. Okay, they have to think about the fiat. They have to think about that. But one of the reasons why that takes precedent over everything else is because that is what you've been told is your purpose in life. Okay? Now, finances come as a result of you putting your uh, gift out into the world for people to benefit from it. There are people that only you can reach. And this is the way we, we have to start be, to begin to teach our children. There are a lot of teachable moments. Okay, but again, we are blindsided by the things, the garbage that is uploaded to us every day. And then we pass this down to them. So we have to be more concerned with now um, teaching our children correctly. And they're kinesthetic learners. They're, they're, our, our children can look at something and explain it to you. They don't need to read nothing to explain that to you. I talk to uh, children every day, young people, and I ask them about something just to see how they explain it. They look at, oh, that, yeah, that, blah, 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 blah. You don't have, they don't even have to read anything. But you've been told that they have to. The main reason for this is because they are being uh, indoctrinated to work and, and make other people wealthy and rich. That is the main reason for that. Not to think to build their own. Okay, like the children from other cultures. They're taught to build their own and work with their uh, other people in their culture in order to make it grow and develop. We're taught because... We're following the people that have 300 times the wealth we have, okay, and by the system that they use. But we want to teach our children that same system, okay, that you pull yourself up by your bootstraps on an individual basis. And this cuts, I like the word you use, Lance, the collectiveness, okay. And collectiveness takes away the need for you to have to be the head nigga in charge, okay? All you have to do is bring your gift to the collective consciousness and everybody will benefit. We don't need nobody to be in charge of telling nobody what to do. This is what you learn from the overseer mentality. And I saw this plainly in Roots. Um, and in fact, I want to mention something that was a little twist to it. I never really noticed before. But there was a young uh, white guy came from, uh, you know, poor whites. Him and his wife, they were hungry, and they went into one of the um, supply houses to steal bags of food. And uh, Chicken George's son, Tom, caught him. But he ran out before the white people came in and saw Tom with the food in his hand. They broke his ribs. Okay, um, and then he went back home. Okay, his, his mom and wife had to take care of him. And lo and behold, who knocks on the door? The white boy. Okay, he said he was hungry, him and his wife. Now, he had just, and, and this is 
you know, our people have uh, generosity and heart because and compassion because this is a part of our nature. No matter how much you've been taught to be evil, you're not naturally evil, okay? And I know a lot of times we have to put on this front because we're dealing with evil people that could literally take your life. You have to put on this front. But it's not necessary all the time with each other, okay? We need to stop this. Okay, but so he was hungry. Now, Tom could easily say, you know what? You're the reason why they broke my ribs while I'm sitting here in pain. But guess what they did? They fed them. Okay, they fed him and his wife. All right. So they went and, and uh, they asked the people that owned the farm, the plantation, if they could live there. And the plantation owner said, okay, yeah, fine. You just have to be overseers. He didn't even know the Chicken George's son, two sons had to teach him the language of overseer. So we know that people are taught this. That's why when I see young white kids with all this hate, they're taught this. Somebody taught them this. Okay. So the, the young white kid that went in in Buffalo, New York, and killed all those people, and the one that went into that church and killed up all those people in uh, South Carolina, they were taught this. They weren't born with this because this white guy, this poor white guy and his wife, he didn't even know how to be overseer. And so they was laughing at him because he, he was saying, could you please go over there and pick up that water for me? <laughs> and uh, Tom said, no, we're slaves. If you're overseer, you got to learn how to talk to us, and you got to call us nigger. If you call us by our name in front of Mr. Harvey, you might get lashes. So he said, I could never do that. They said, well, then you don't want to be overseer. You don't want to be on this plantation, and more importantly, you don't want to live. And so eventually, you know, he learned how to be overseer. He faked it. And, and so the point I'm trying to make is the things that, these young white people that have all this hate in them, they are taught this, okay? They are taught this, and the people who are responsible for this are denying that they're teaching this to them, which is a lie, because ain't nobody going to walk in no store or no church and kill up a whole bunch of people if they were not taught this, okay? So miss me with that. Um, next. Uh, Next, we have Dr. Patricia Baer, another sister that I admire. This is something that uh, somebody that our young girls, from the time they can read and write, should be shoved in their face. Because when they're looking on TV, they don't need these devices. I don't have nothing against Asian doctors or Indian doctors or white doctors. I don't have anything against them. But they're not seeing black female doctors anywhere. This is why they desire to go into these guttural um, uh, opportunities that are presented to them. This is why. Because they don't have uh, any other images to look up to. And again, whose fault is this? So in 2024, we're moving beyond blaming other people, okay? We're, we're moving beyond that. We know they are responsible for this system. We know the wickedness and evil they perpetrate. But now we have got to come to the point where we are uh, taking back our power 
that we have given to these people. Okay, but Dr. Patricia Bath, an ophthalmologist, invented, is the inventor. She's a, a laser scientist, okay, but she invented the laser probe and uh, cataract devices that allows you to remove cataracts off of your eyes so to remove blindness. This is a major, major invention. This woman, they should have schools named after this woman, Dr. Patricia Bath. There should be black girls, young black women, idolizing this woman. In fact, she was one of the first advocates for curing blindness, okay? I feel like I'm going blind every day. But uh, she should be glorified. This sister should be glorified. In fact, she was the first woman um, to lead a postgraduate training program in laser cataract surgery. This profoundly changed the world. The annual revenue in this uh, industry is $13.6 billion as of 2023. Okay. Uh, a brilliant sister. I, you know, I, you know, I, I marvel at uh, some of these uh, sisters uh, because um, they, again, not only have they had to deal with prejudice in terms of skin color or ignorance um, and being degraded, they also had to deal with the feminine um, side of it where we know through white male misogynistic thinking that women are regulated to certain things in our society. Um, but, yeah, that, that's a system, man, that I hold in high esteem. Um, next, I saw uh, one of my favorite uh, people, George Crumb. I, I told this story uh, uh, I told this story on uh, one of the videos, the other video that I did here. He was uh, a chef, and uh, he, he uh, actually invented the potato chips, okay? Uh, the corporate industry that he started was potato chips. Um, um, and how this came about, it's a nice story. A customer complained that uh, fried potatoes were too thick. And uh, so he went back, you know, he went back in the kitchen, and uh, he started to cut them up very thin, as thin as possible, as could be allowed without breaking them. He sent it back out to the customer, and the rest is history, because we know potato chips are sold all over the world, okay? And it's uh, the annual revenue in this business is, uh, industry is $11.1 billion. Nice story. Uh, so, again, um, to answer a lot of questions people ask me about, well, how do we teach our children effectively where they're not caught up into, you know, this Eurocentric way that um, we've always been taught and that now we're trying to get away from? Uh, we teach them as they their greatest ability to learn, as kinesthetic learners. Okay, we get a, get a potato chip and we hold it up in front of them and say, George Crumb a black inventor, okay, is the reason why you're eating this potato chip today. 
Okay, this is how you effectively teach a melanated child. Uh, next, let's look at uh, Kenneth Dunkley, a physicist. Now, this is oh, this is a brilliant, brilliant brother. He invented the 3D glasses. Okay, in the corporate industry that he started. Okay, also which is a uh, a part of uh, the gaming industry. Excuse me, as well is uh, virtual reality. Mm -hmm. Virtual reality. Um, the holography field, which invented and patented three-dimensional uh, viewing glasses. Okay, and this is the forerunner of virtual reality. Uh, the annual revenue is $14.85 billion in 2022, and it is projected to go to $24.3 billion by 2030. Uh, moving on right along, George Alcon, okay, uh, a physicist, inventor of the X-ray machine, okay, which uh, he was a atomic molecular physicist. I'm sorry, George Alcorn. The corporate industry he started was the X-ray spectrometer. He's a NASA Goddard Award winner, 1984 Inventor of the Year. Uh, the uh, spectrometer drives sales in two of the largest industries in the world, the pharmaceutical world Okay, in the biotechnology fields. Okay, so again, if our people knew these things, well, even if you know it, if this was something that we would actually teach our children, we'd see a difference in what we see with our children out here in the streets trying to survive in a society and system that is set up to destroy them, to destroy their minds. Uh, it employs hundreds of thousands of people. The annual uh, revenue is $14.8 billion. Okay. Uh, moving right along, let's look at Dr. Judy Reed, another fascinating sister, because today when you eat pizza, a lot of our people like pizza. Okay, a lot of our children like pizza, matter of fact. I still like pizza, although I know I can't eat too much of it. Um, she invented the dough kneader and the roller. She was the first black female to receive a patent in the U.S. in 1880, patent number 305474. It is extremely important that we teach our young girls about Judy Reed, okay? Because Judy Reed had the courage okay, to to step into all of the things that she was facing in 1880 and apply for a patent and invent something, okay, she was the first black female to receive a patent in the U.S. Why this woman is not celebrated, I don't know. And, and again, you know, I'm looking into ways that the Academy of Nature can put things out. I'm so grateful for my brother Lance, who um, actually makes it possible for me to put out the message of the academy. 
um, him and his wife. And so I, uh, you know, I'm very grateful. For Glad you're here. Yes, sir. You know, our, our people sometimes, uh, we overlook a lot of stuff, man. We overlook a lot of things. But I know that there are people that have much more ability than I have to get this message out where it needs to our young people. Why we are not doing this is dumbfounding. And in 2024, the greatest thing that we have to do is to dig, is, I'm sorry, not dig the seeds out of the ground, but to uh, manifest the seeds that are in the ground and germinate them before the world. That is what black people have to do now. Okay. And for too long, these people who envy us have jealousy in their heart and hate towards us have kept our seeds in the ground. That day is over with. Okay. So I need our sisters to step up to the plate. Okay. And teach our young girls about people like uh, Dr. Judy Bath and Dr. Uh, and uh, Judy Reed. Okay, we sorely need this from what I'm seeing from our little girls on videos, man. This is crazy. This has got to stop. Okay, and we are the ones that are directly responsible for this. Okay, uh, the annual revenue is $7 million in this industry. It could be higher. I couldn't find too much statistics because, again, when you start talking about the first black female or first black anything to receive something back, in the 1800s, oh, surely they're going to hide that. Okay, so there's a lot more about her I tried to find for you guys. Um, but uh, next up is Norbert uh, Riliux, an inventor. Uh, he was a chemical engineer. Now, uh, this brother revolutionized the world as we know it uh, again. He was one of the ones that they could not hide. Okay, he invented a groundbreaking machine that actually squeezed sugar juice from sugarcane. Some of y'all from the South, like me, you know about sugarcane. Okay, or Jamaica and other places. Uh, he actually was responsible for this machine that converted the juice from sugarcane to solid sugar cubes. Okay, this was a ground breaking invention and today the sugar industry is huge okay all over the world okay the annual revenue he's also in the national inventors hall of fame the annual revenue is 15.7 billion um next uh another one of the sisters that i like to celebrate sarah boone an inventor she invented the ironing board. Now, we saw earlier where the brother invented, um, he actually um, upgraded it to the movable ironing board, but she was the first inventor uh, of the ironing board. Um, the corporate industry that she started was the ironing board. She was also a dressmaker from North Carolina, and she had to escape to New Haven, Connecticut because they wanted to persecute her, okay, for, can you imagine that? Something that will benefit people, because it was a black woman, they wanted, they persecuted her. And she had to take her family in the middle of the night and flee, just like in Roots. 
and escape to uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Patent number 423, I'm sorry, 473653. Uh, and it is responsible for $13.2 million in the U.S. Uh, now, here's a, a, another brother that contributed something that is very, very important to us today. He invented the electro microphone. Okay, and the electro microphone, okay, actually improved the uh, and changed the quality of phone reception, the telephone. And the electric uh, microphone that he invented was patented for Bell Laboratories. So we all know about the original Mother Bell or Southern Bell and how it expanded um, all over, you know, the country. And it was his brother, James West, that was re responsible for this. Um, the annual revenue for this invention is $6.3 billion. Um, next up is Valerie Thompson. Um, this sister is responsible. She's a data scientist for NASA, or was. She invented the um, uh, Landsat program, which is a rev revolutionary program for NASA, be because she was the first to send images from space with this invention. Uh, the corporate industry that it created was the 3D hologram that you enjoy today. When you look at holograms, guess what? Tell your children, this sister, Valerie Thomas, a data scientist for NASA, was the one that invented that. See, again, these are teachable moments right in front of us. But again, we have to get away from using the narratives and the thing and the way of teaching our children that the people who suppress their intellect use. We have to get away from that. All they need to know all they need to be, be done is to be shown the results of the invention and then put a name and a picture with it. Because I guarantee you they know the name of every rapper there is. I guarantee you that. Not only that, they know the songs. Hell, I heard a three or four-year-old singing a song that I didn't even know. So, you know, in 2024... Um, we can't blame people no more. Okay, we have the game plan. We have the playbook. We have brothers like Brother Lance. There is no excuse for us anymore. We have brilliant people like in the chat room. We have to step up our game now. We have to move from high school athletics to the Olympics. Okay. Because we already been to college, to trade school, because we learned all our, uh, we got our PhD in the streets of hate towards our people. So now we need to move to Olympic status. Okay, um, but but some uh, interesting statistics about this. Um, she invented a way to transmit three-dimensional images or holograms that appear to be real. Okay. This sister, Valerie Thomas, invented this. Um, she also developed a computer network. This is very extremely important to our world today. 
not just from an economic standpoint, but from a the ability to effectively communicate and synchronize things where um, you get instantaneous uh, communication. Uh, she actually developed a computer network that connected research stations of scientists from around the world to improve scientific collaboration, okay? She contributed to the development of SPAN, which is a space physics analysis network for research related to Haley's Comet. So we see she collaborated with this other brother that was a scientist for NASA. Um, and I believe it was, uh, there was a movie, um, what is her name? Um, something Henson, Tahaji Henson, I think. Uh, and it was called Hidden, I can't think of it, the name today. But uh, I'm sure some people that know about this. It was called Hidden Something. Okay, uh, hidden genius or hidden something. But they were, um, one of the figures, uh, I think, was Valerie Thomas. And I think Tahaji P. Henson played her in this movie. Okay, which you don't see that much anymore. But uh, she was a brilliant, brilliant sister. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And scientists around the world know her. Okay, you might not know her. But trust and believe scientists from all walks of life know this sister's name. Okay. Um, she, she, and, and just the ability for them to uh, collaborate scientifically around the world was huge or is huge. Um, okay. So also uh, the, the one other thing that was very critical to us on the planet uh, was uh, – her work on discovering how the ozone layer is being depleted, okay, and, and how uh, supernovas um, affect the universe. And, and this was very, very important to us today. Uh, moving right along, George Cook. The, a lot of people that's out there, uh, Brother Lance, did you want to comment on something? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm just sitting okay. here just listening to you flow. Okay. I'm here, though. <laughs> okay, brother. Uh, yeah, so uh, there are a lot of people, believe it or not, I've never been fishing, but there are a lot of people that enjoy fishing for relaxation or or to eat primarily. But um, the funny thing is about it is that they regulate this industry. Yeah, uh, you'll get arrested for, uh, for uh, uh, fishing and getting the wrong fish, which, you have, by the way, you have to have a gaming license or hunting license to do it. So, you know, that take precedence over a lot of things that, you know, involve us, okay? But this auto fishing device, uh, automatic fishing device industry, uh, she patented in 18, he patented in 1899, and it improved the fishing leisure for millions who love to fish. And uh, the annual revenue of this industry is $20 billion. William Richardson an inventor. The corporate industry started was the baby carriage. A lot of uh, <clears throat> women can be thankful for this brother. Again, teachable moment. You see a baby in a carriage. William Rich Richardson, a black inventor. 
invented the baby carriage. Okay, millions of parents benefit from this invention. So again, we see a situation where our people are downplayed, okay, these great inventions that impact the quality. Could you imagine having to tow the baby around all day? <laughs> Without Some of these babies are heavy, man. I saw a baby the other day that, boy, I looked. Had to look, had to weigh at least 40 pounds. And I was like, imagine if you could not put this baby in a carriage and wheel the baby around. You, you definitely would have to be lifting weights. Okay, so <clears throat> these are the types of things that we need immediately when we see this. And we have our children with us to jump on. Okay. But again, it takes awareness by our people now to start focusing on the things we need to be focused on and let this garbage go, okay? And, and this is how these people are able to keep up with your intellect or to suppress your intellect It's because they got you um, focused on this nonsense. Um, and believe me, I'm not putting myself above nobody. I have to deliberately fight against this, my, the desire to watch some of this stuff myself, okay? So think how hard it is for the children. Uh, but the annual revenue of this invention is $3.3 billion globally, $2.0 billion in U.S. dollars, okay? Uh, next up, we're, we have uh, Powell Johnson. Now, don't let her name fool you. This is a sister, Powell Johnson. Brilliant sister. She was an inventor, and uh, she invented the safety goggles, okay, in 1880. Well, there was a lot going on in 1880. It was a vortex that was open for our sisters because in 1880, they was on it. Now, imagine many of them were still sharecroppers or slaves on plantations, okay, working 69. See, this is why there's no excuse for our people today, working from sunup to sundown eating chitlins because they couldn't eat nothing else, okay? They couldn't even eat the vegetables that they was pulling up out of the ground for white people to sell and make money off of. They had to eat chitlins, hog guts. Not only that, they had to clean them. Could you imagine the smell of intestines? All right, yeah. But even with all of this, as you was mentioning earlier, Lance, where, you know, we only are able to function at 25% of our capacity because they are beating us down with so many different things and we still are able to achieve. Now imagine that. Um, but uh, this was the first safety eye protection glasses in the world. Think about that. There are several industries that use them and they are very important. Uh, the, including uh, iron workers, construction workers, firemen, uh, furnace workers. You try to work on a furnace or, or as a fireman without uh, protective eye gear. Oh, any of these industries without uh, protective eye gear and see what happens. You won't have any eyes, at least, you know. So this is, this is uh, Powell Johnson is very, very important um, even today um so when they try to suppress you know the greatness of our people 
We don't have to go back into antiquity. Oh, there wasn't black people. There was this and that. Okay, well, look at the ones here. Are you going to deny that they're black? Because they revolutionized the world. Not just in antiquity, okay, but throughout the annals of history, our people have been at the forefront, no matter what you say in your history books, of the the economic wealth created in this world and in America, and I'll debate any one of your so-called scholars on this, and the quality of life that all people in America and around the globe enjoy this day. Not in Kemet, here. So if you want to put up this silly argument about, well, no, there wasn't black people there and then blah, blah, blah. Okay, what you going to say about this? Okay. That we know you have strong arms and, and, and human jacked our people from. Uh, Pat number 203517 uh, improves the safety for billions of people around the planet. Annual revenue, $17.8 billion. Leonard C. Bailey, inventor of the folding chair, 1899. Uh, corporate industry, I'm sorry, hold on, I made a mistake here. Uh, Leonard C. Bailey, the inventor of the folding bed, not chair, 1899. Okay, so, you know, the ability to fold up a bed is a huge convenience. Okay, it, it saves you space. Um, you can even, you know, transport it. If you, your favorite bed. You can transport it if your vehicle is large enough. And these are life-changing, quality-of-life inventions that your ancestors created. While people are trying to call you a criminal and trying to put you down, you know, you need to focus on this, okay? Uh, the annual revenue globally, $4.2 billion, $1.9 billion in the U.S. You notice that the majority of... Uh, the inventions that we discuss generate billions of dollars a year. You notice that? Not millions, billions. Um, okay, moving right along. George Sampson. Okay, George Sampson was the inventor of the clothes dry dryers. Now think about this. I remember, you know, my my parents and stuff. Even though we had a dryer, my mom used to like to hang clothes on the line because the sun was hot, you know, whatever. But imagine a world without clothes dryers. Okay? Another teachable moment. George Sampson. You go to the laundromat or you go wash clothes and dry them with your children. Oh, guess what? George Sampson, a black man, an inventor, invented the clothes dryer. Because, see, what you don't know is, like everything else that has been stolen from us, our children think other people created the, uh, these inventions. They don't know that black people invented this. Do, do a, a litmus test. Uh, ask them to name three inventors, black inventors, and, and what their invention was. And then ask them to name 25 rappers and the songs that made them great. If you don't believe me, do that. Do that test. 
And then you'll see why, how we are putting our children in this condition. And see, this is something that we have to, okay, now recognize and then move forward in 2024. Because we can't keep doing the same things. They have brought millions of migrants here to replace you. Okay. Right in your face, millions in our largest urban cities where black folks are. So you can sit around here and continue to do this crazy stuff all you want, but recognize that we have the power to change things. It is our mindset and the mindset that we're giving to our children by giving them choices, okay, and they're going to choose the garbage because that is what is perpetrated around the world. That is what the people that have you in the condition that we're in glorifies for our people and not only glorify but pay them enormous amount of fiat to perpetrate on our people. How about that? But you continue to regurgitate this stuff, okay, and then blame our children. You you should carry around a mirror because every time you see one of them or say something on them, you should hold a mirror up to your face. That's what you should do. This time out for this man. This is crazy. Uh, we're in a we're almost in a no win situation. We still we can still come out of this. Okay, we can come out of this, but we can't wallow in a in, in a pen with with pigs. Okay, and then expect to come out clean. Okay, we can't expect to do that. Okay, now here's the other thing that affects our people. Even I use myself as an example, talking here today. The first thing that our people do is is think because we've been indoctrinated by religion. Well, you know, what is he? Is he some kind of moralistic or ethical? No, I'm not. I have a lot of vices. They don't have nothing to do with nothing. Okay. What I'm talking about is that regardless to what state you're in, hell, I've seen some crackheads that I've learned more from than people who are so-called intelligent. So stop letting these things affect how you communicate with each other. It is not, you are not responsible for what other people do. Don't concern yourself with that. We got a bigger problem, okay? We have a huge elephant in the room. And if our people in 2024 do not have a paradigm change, or what I like to refer to in, in our greatest lesson in nature, the metamorphosis of the caterpillar to the butterfly, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in big trouble. They're taking the jobs away from our people. I just heard a report, you know, about different cities here, including here in the Bay Area, where uh, black people are losing jobs in the droves. Okay. So I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not. The Academy is a black think tank. You got all of these think tanks. For European people, other people around the world and in America, that they even give money to, okay, to bring out certain things 
about their culture. I'm not apologizing for the academy being a black think tank. In fact, I'm proud of that. Okay, because I know that nobody can say to me, you can't teach this to our people. You can't say this to our people. Oh, they can penalize you and shut you down like they try to do Lance every time he talks the truth. But ultimately, it's up to us, okay, to do this. And uh, 2024 is a pivotal year, pivotal year for our people. Very. In fact, it's written in the stars. Okay, and, and if we continue the same behavior, then we don't have nobody else to blame but ourselves. So uh, <clears throat> George Sampson, okay, actually uh, changed and improved the way people dry their wet clothes. The global uh, annual revenue is 25.1 billion US, 14.8 billion. Osborne Dorsey, inventor, one of my favorite, favorite young people. I talk about him all the time. When I see young people, I ask them who they, I mean, of course they don't know who Osborne Dorsey is, but again, this is our fault. A 16-year-old, every time you open a door, you tell your children, a 16-year-old black kid invented the doorknob. Okay, 16 years old. He developed a patent for this doorknob. So don't tell me that our children can't do this stuff other than this old crazy degenerate stuff that they're doing. Don't tell me this. I ain't trying to hear it no more. Every black child should know who Osborne Dorsey is because every time you have to leave your house, you got to open a damn door. And, you, and unless you can say open sesame and it opens automatically, you got to grab a doorknob to do that. Every time you lock your door is a teachable moment to our children. Guess who created, invented this doorknob? No. Take one of your children, lock that door for me, and then unlock it. Guess who is responsible for that doorknob you just locked and unlocked? See, our people have been uh, miseducated. We, we, we have been taught, you know, differently. Miseducation of the Negro. We, we've been taught, we've been deliberately taught through education on how, uh, how we learn. That is not how we learn. Okay, we don't learn through narratives. Okay, but our behavior is driven by narratives. And you know, in a funny kind of way, a lot of our children, they know this BS. They know it. <laughs> they know it. Okay. But because of you, they can't express it. Because then they're going to get chastised and penalized because they're not regurgitating, you know, the garbage that they're being taught. Yeah, but Osborne Dorsey is, is one of my favorites. Uh, this, this child developed a patent, and uh, it's in the history books. The, well, excuse me. It's not in the history books. Uh, the patent is listed 
okay, in the records. Okay. Uh, the doorknob industry is 9.8 million uh, industry in the uh, door business, because you can't have doors without doorknobs <laughs> in a house, is 1.2 billion. Uh, Samuel Stratton was an inventor of the curtain rod. Now, you cannot have privacy in your house without a curtain rod, okay? You could not, your bathroom floor would flood over every time you took a shower if you didn't have a curtain rod to hang up a curtain, okay? So the next time one of your children get ready to take a, a, a shower or open the curtains, see, this is what I'm saying. We, we have to begin now to look at how we're going to teach our children from an Afrocentric perspective. There's no more time for this craziness, okay? And, it, and all of it is right before us, but we've been taught to look away from it, okay? We've been taught to look away from this. This brother, Samuel Scroton, okay, created the curtain rod. The corporate industry is a curtain rod that's used not only in residential, but commercial settings all over the world. You see curtains. You see curtain rods. You see curtain rods and shower uh, curtains. Okay, the annual revenue for the curtain rod industry is $7.2 million. Alexander Miles, an inventor. 1887, I, I talked to you about this before, Lance, uh, invented, because in New York, you step out one of those goddamn elevators, you might fall a hundred floors. Okay? <laughs> so he he created uh, the elevator device. Okay, the corporate industry is the elevator. Patent number 371207. He invented a device that allowed elevators to stop and open at each floor, because prior to that, uh, you know, the old way is the um, when it when it got to a floor, the elevator would have to um, he would have to open it by some kind of thing he pulls back and then open it, and then got, underneath there would be a whole drop. You know, like I said, it could be a hundred floors down. So if that elevator malfunction, guess where you going? Okay, to one of those two of those places you believe in, <laughs> uh, which is really not true. But anyway, just a little side joke. But uh, yeah, man, this was a world-changing uh, invention, okay? A world-changing invention. Because elevators can stop at each floor. If you want, before that, if you wanted to go, say, to the fifth floor, you had to walk up the stairs to get there if the elevator didn't go up to the fifth floor. Okay. So this changed not only, again, not only in in uh, companies, but in malls and huge commercial uh, buildings. What, what would it be like? What would the world be like without elevators? But elevators being able to stop on each floor, it would be very time consuming. For what you'd have to, uh, you'd have to stay in shape to climb uh, stairs every day, two or three times a day. Um, the annual revenue for this 
is $13.7 billion. Okay. Um, moving right along. Uh, we have George T. Grant. Uh, George T. Grant is a, a dentist, or was a dentist in uh, Boston. Uh, one of the first uh, black men uh, professors uh, at, uh, I believe it was Harvard. In 1899, he invented the wooden golf tee. The golf tee industry was created as a result of this. Now imagine, you know, I don't play golf either, although I like the golf shirts. You know, um, imagine having to play golf and hitting the ball off of the ground in grass or in mud without a golf tee. Next time you see golf anywhere, black man, George T. Green. Okay, so they, again, one of the things that they hide when they know that you're looking for certain information, particularly on black people like George Grant, they hide certain statistics. So, but common sense can tell you certain things. I was only able to get the annual revenue for the United States of $6.9 billion. However, there are 282 corporations that, that um, either manufacture or sell golf uh, tees. And get this, in 70 countries. Now, this is a multi-trillion dollar industry. 70 countries. Okay. Over 282 corporations that I could find. Again, they hide certain information when they know you're looking for something about black people. Uh, Robert Fleming Jr., inventor. And excuse me, uh, you know, I have to make sure when I'm talking that I slow down and pronounce it correctly so you can understand it. And uh, thank you, Brother Lance, for giving me the time, not, not having to rush. <laughs> uh, Robert Fleming Jr., inventor of the electric and the acoustic guitar. Now think about this. This will, this will blow your mind. Think about what the world would be like without the guitar. He single-handedly created the enjoyment of billions on the planet and also allowed millions of people to earn a living as a musician. A brother, Robert Fleming Jr. Okay, our children don't know this. Think of the, the, the difference in their mindset if they knew this. So anytime you see a guitar, a black man, Robert Fleming Jr., who has the patent for it, uh, created electric and acoustic guitars. This propelled the entertainment industry into one of the largest industries in the world. And the annual revenue is a staggering $21.4 billion. That was as of 2021. I'm sure it's a lot higher than that now. Um, Moving right along, Lydia Newman, inventor, hairbrush, 1898. Hairbrush corp corporate industry was started as a result of this. Uh, she patented the first hairbrush 
with synthetic bristles. The annual revenue is $4.2 billion in 2023. Um, okay, uh, next we have Alfred Grail. Okay, Alfred Grail invented the ice cream scoop. Now, why is this important? Because you can't sell ice cream, okay, grabbing it with your hand. <laughs> okay, because if you do that, ain't nobody going to buy it, okay? If somebody going to an ice cream parlor to buy ice cream and, and you scoop up the ice cream to put on a cone or in a cup in your hand, guess what's going to happen? You ain't going to have no customers. Okay, so this was a extremely uh, game-changing invention in the world. Uh, February 2nd, 1897, he patented the first ice cream scoop. This propelled the industry into a global dynasty. Why? Because now people, as I was saying, could scoop the ice cream, okay, and sell it to you in a cup or a cone, okay? Now, this industry supports 28,800 direct jobs. This is 2020 figures, could be higher now. And it generates $1.8 billion in direct wages. But get this, the ice cream industry, the annual revenue in 2024 is $20 billion a year. So, you know, I don't know how else to say this, that, uh, you know, what these people did to our people, man, is beyond comprehension. Um, to see our people in the condition financially we're in today, it, you know, it, it probably would have been better for aliens to come out of space and do this to us than people walking here on the planet, giving you a book talking about you living by the Ten Commandments, which, by the way, was taken out of the uh, 42 Confessions of Neon. Sitting here telling you all these lies, okay, about plagiarizing stuff, and then doing doing this to you. How could you do this? You know, how can our people continue this kumbaya bullshit? How? Excuse my language. How can we continue to do this? When these people that gave you this religion, oh, by the way, that beat it into you, you could not even be baptized in the same river as they were baptized in. How could you continue to do this? When you did, that's like, we know that somebody is coming to our community, okay, to what? To shoot it up, and we go out and we buy bullets for them. Okay, for lack of thinking of another way to say it right now. It's an insane Look at what just 70 of our ancestors have generated, not just for America, but for the world. But yet black people are trampled on and despised by people who are envious and jealous of us and that by the color of our skin. And there's no sugarcoating about that. That's all it is. But yet you and your descendants enjoy all of this wealth and your quality of life from just 70 of our uh, 
great ancestors that we're talking about today. Let you let your head wrap around that. Okay. Uh, next up is Albert C. Richardson, the inventor of the butter churn. The butter churn in 1899. Again, he was a brother that was threatened. His life was threatened. See, this is the thing. Another thing that our people don't give credit get credit enough for. We did all of this under threats. If not from the KKK, from uh, the uh, the um, plantation owners themselves. Okay, while eating chitlins, which has no nutritional value, working in the hot sun for ten hours, and then another six hours in the evening after the sun go down. And then a lot of times, depending on you, if you was a house of feeling, your work was, wasn't done. So you're starting to get the picture. Okay, but <clears throat> this this brother, the annual revenue, and, and this blew my mind, but uh, I factored in the butter industry because butter has to be churned before it can be put into a solid uh, state in order to sell to you. Okay, you ain't never seen no liquid butter. <laughs> okay, so the annual revenue is a staggering $51.6 billion. Frederick J. Loudon, inventor of the keychain ring, 1894. Okay, and, and you know, I, I was I was meditating and looking at, how did they do this? They come in from the field, dead tired, they got to lay on the floor on dirt when they sleep. They was lucky if they had, they didn't have no pillows or quilts. They didn't have very much lighting. How did they accomplish this? When today we got people whining about every little thing. Okay, but this gave people the ability to put keys on one chain. Very convenient. That you Now you're able to... Uh, to secure all your keys on one chain. You can have a big ring, a little ring, however. But the annual, um, the global uh, annual revenue of the keychain industry is $3.7 billion. Uh, winding down here, uh, we have, uh, let's see, probably about 10 more. Uh, Arthur Zane, inventor, the cardio pad, the cardio, uh, cardiovascular device industry is uh, was created as a result of this invention. Arthur Zhang was 24 years old. Um, this device detects and uh, reduces the rate of heart disease. Very important. It saves millions of lives every year. The annual revenue is 59.8 billion globally, and it's projected. By 2032, to be 127.2 billion dollars. Um, this is one that I don't get sick doing this stuff, man. Because uh, the, you know, this is uh, this is incredulous. One of the words I like to use when I can't explain something. This is uh, there. There's no way to explain this, man. There's just no way to explain. It. Um, Michael C. Harvey, inventor of the Latin lantern, 1884, created the lantern uh, corporate industry. As a result, annual revenue, $50 million. 
very convenient to have a lantern. Uh, you go places where there's you don't have to use electricity. John H. Smith, inventor of the lawn sprinkler, 1897, corporate industry, a lawn sprinkler. It allowed grass and plants to be watered uh, when it didn't rain, when it was needed. Okay, it had, uh, he invented this rotary head that allowed it to go around and spray water in two different directions. Annual revenue, $2. billion. Um, you know, when you walk out, you see pretty green grass. John E. Smith. Uh, John Thomas White, inventor of the lemon squeezer. Corporate industry started lemon squeezers. Uh, this allows you to uh, create lemon juice. <laughs> lemon juice is good in the summertime. Put ice in it. Uh, annual revenue is $750 million. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, James Robinson, inventor of the lunch pail, 1887. Uh, this allowed people to now pack lunch, a lunch box for our children going to school and for people going to work. Annual, uh, annual revenue is $2.1 billion. It allowed millions of people to take their lunch to work and millions of kids or children to take their lunches to school. Paul S. Downing, 1891. And as I said, okay, you're talking 150, most of these inventions, okay, have been making money, okay, for a certain group of people for over close to 150 years. Well, some of them over that. And so I, I, I sold him. But this next invention, some of y'all going to have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, you know, this, when I got the figures on this, this, this was stomach turning. Okay. But our world couldn't function today without this brilliant brother's invention. Paul S. L. Downing, 1891, is the inventor of a mailbox. So every time you go to a mailbox or see one driving by with some of your children in the car, or, or if you're going to, um, you know, the post office, you let them know that a black man, Paul Downey, invented the mailbox, which revolutionized the, the ability of people to communicate um, in, in, uh, in a quicker way. Or expeditious way, okay, that you no longer had to wait a month to to get some type of communication from someone, okay. Uh, this allowed the U.S. Mail and Postal Service to expand its operations. I, you know, to me, this is one of the top. 50 inventions ever created in the world. I'd have to say that. Uh, the mailbox rental and shipping companies are classified under uh, the code, this uh, code 7382 and NATCS 5611. And that's important because that allows us to send um, mail uh, to you, I'm sorry, 
to use uh, rental mailboxes and also for companies like FedEx, UPS, and now even Amazon taking over the market with Prime, uh, with the Prime vehicles to deliver mail, okay, all over the world. Uh, let's see here. The business services sector, which is 1,500 firms that generate, get this, over $301 billion in annual revenue. This one brother, Paul Downey, who is responsible for creating and inventing the mailbox, makes it possible for the global elite and the thieves that have stolen everything from our people, to generate a staggering $301 billion. I don't even want to talk about that anymore, because that makes me sick. Thomas Stewart, inventor of the mop, 1883, patent number 499402, corporate industry started uh, mops, which are used in residential and commercial cleaning, annual revenue for $448.5 million in 2022, projected to go to $522.5 million in 2028. John Love, inventor of the pencil shop in 1897. Now, this invention changed everything that we um, know and use. Uh, in regards to teaching children to write, read and write. Not only children, adults. Okay. This brother created this um, invention that serves schools, artists, architects, like Lent, uh, designers. Without pencil sharpeners, you couldn't use it. Well, you use a knife to sharpen it. Okay. But who want to have a whole bunch of knives somewhere? for people to sharpen pencils, okay? Because all it would take is one of these folks that's filled with hate, okay, to use a knife against some an innocent person. So, again, the pencil sharpener revolutionized several corporate industries that none of them bear the name of this brother, none of these companies, none of these corporations, and more importantly, none of their descendants, as I always say, benefit from this. Um, the annual revenue for this is $138 million in 2023. Okay. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 yeah. Okay. 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 We only have, uh, two, four, six, eight, nine more, brother. Uh, Josephine, I'm sorry, Joseph. Dickinson, uh, inventor of the piano, okay? He invented a piano mechanism, okay, that uh, this corporate industry allowed, this mechanism allowed his uh, roller mechanism flowed, allowed people to use the piano to play its music forward or in reverse. That's what I wanted to say. Well, sometimes I get confused in my own writing. But uh, 
It generates annually $4.2.9 million. Pianos are very important. A lot of our people in the churches play pianos. Um, people take piano lessons every day. They have this brother, Joseph Dickinson, to thank. Charles O. Bailiff, inventor, shampoo, headdress. Now, this issue, just like with the beauty industry, I, I, I take uh, offense to this when it comes to our sisters. Okay. The shampoo headdress allows, okay, the corporate industry is the shampoo headdress. It propels hair salons to greater economic prosperity. However, and I looked everywhere, I could not find uh, a major subsidiary owned by a black female, or black male for that matter, uh, anywhere. Okay, maybe somebody can find it. I couldn't. Okay. But yet, our women, we already know, are the backbone of this industry, okay, along with the, the beauty supply industry. Um, the annual revenue is $32.3 billion. In 2022, it's projected to go up to $41.4 billion in 2029. Um, why are our sisters investing in this? Since they are responsible for 84% of the revenue generated in these industries. See, these are the types of things that uh, we can no longer just overlook. We cannot. The, the, it's already been put us behind the eight ball, but now we're going to have to come from behind the eight ball. Okay? It's just as plain and simple. Uh, Thomas Carrington, inventor of the stethoscope, uh, and the range of it, where you cook your turkeys and bake your chicken in, okay? And other goodies that we cook in. We bake cookies. Uh, we bake all kinds of things in a range of them. But the uh, stethoscope allows physicians, so very important, to listen to the heart, lungs, and uh, the intestinal tract. It also checks for high blood pressure. We know an enormous amount of black people have high blood pressure. Um, being put on these blood pressure medication, which, which is not good for you. Um, uh, you got to drink more water. Okay, this is what a lot of black people, I know that they're putting things in the water, but you got to find a way to drink more water than you're drinking. Okay, this is directly, and you got to stop <laughs> using sugar. Okay, I struggle with this myself, so I'm not telling you something that I don't deal with. But for the most part, I've gotten that, you know, under wraps. Okay. I use um, natural fruit, okay, to sweeten. If I want something sweet, I get a fruit, okay. That's where I get it from. And because um, the, these uh, soda pops that you be using and these, uh, all of this, uh, all of these um, products that have sugar. Because if you go into wherever black folk, and you do this for yourself, don't take my word for it. And don't tell me this is not delivered. You go anywhere where there is a large population of black folks where they live, and everything is all the liquid is going to be sugar products. No natural orange juice, no natural nothing, no natural apple juice, all sugar products. Don't take my word for it. Go in these convenience stores where our kids are buying all of the, uh, this candy and sugar products from. You'll see. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. 
Okay, but um, this uh, stethoscope was very important. The range of them was very important. Uh, the annual revenue for uh, for the range, I'm sorry, for the stethoscope is $601.1 million. And for the uh, range oven is, whoa, oh, wow, $153.5 billion in 2021. There are a lot of range of, I guess there are ovens in every home, even in apartments. So, okay, okay. Uh, sister, we all know and proud of, Madam C.J. Walker, I believe out of the uh, Chicago area, the straightening comb. She patented, the rest is history. Uh, she generated, this in, this uh, industry, the annual revenue is $587.9 million or half a billion dollars. And that's uh, that's impressive. Uh, last four here, Charles Brooks, inventor of the street cleaner. I laughed with you about this the last time, Lance, that uh, with city, uh, without the street cleaners, uh, you know, it'd be a terrible mess. And in most of our cities, um, it employs over 2 million people worldwide. It increases the cleanliness of our cities around the world. Uh, annual revenue 1.99 million US globally to 2022 4.4 million billion I'm sorry and uh, to me one of the top 10 uh, inventors of all times Granville T Woods who's a visionary had over 50 patents this is somebody that a picture should be hang hung up in the homes of all black people uh, the corporate industry that uh, was the one that actually had the greatest impact, I believe, on society, even though there were more that he invented, is the railway trains industry. Because he was able to invent a device that synchronized multi a multiplex railway telegraph okay, that invented a way in which train stations and moving trains, we're talking millions of subway trains, railway trains you see everywhere, all over the world, okay. He developed this device that allowed trains to run, you know, through a coil wire. So uh, through the development of a magnetic field around a coiled wire uh, beneath the train, this brother, Granville T. Woods, transformed transportation in the world. And he was the reason behind the Industrial Revolution. Okay? Don't take my word for it. If they didn't have trains, because trains was the first mode of uh, transporting products around the country and around the world. Well, it was one of the uh, after ships, okay? But it actually revolutionized transportation, okay? The transportation industry. 
The U.S. annual uh, revenue is 107.8 billion globally, 2.9 6.5 billion. Uh, last two, also a brother that's in my top ten, uh, Garrett Morgan. They couldn't hold him, you know, out of the uh, out of the books, history books. They couldn't keep him out of history books. He was the inventor of the traffic light. Could you imagine what this world would be like? It would be utter chaos without traffic lights. Again, another teachable moment for our children. Okay, when you're driving in the car, you have to stop at a traffic light. Okay. Driving would be literally impossible in some of our larger cities without the traffic light. And uh, the annual revenue is $28.4 billion in 2023. And last but not least, our brother Washington Martin. Very, very important name to remember. Why? Again, matter of fact, he was the inventor of the lock, okay? So now you have not only our young 16-year-old brother when you turn the knob, but when they lock the door or unlock the door, Washington Martin invented the lock, okay? It is used all over the world, okay, on doors. Locks are used for a lot of, not just on doors, okay? They're, they're used for a lot of different, we lock up um, things that we want to secure, you know, in different uh, in different ways. It's used, in, it's commercial use. It is very valuable. Uh, also, let's see, this, uh, the lock was patented by Washington Martin in, on July 21st, 1889. It consisted of a cylinder, the cylinders you see in locks today, and a spiral spring coiled around a metal pin. This was the forerunner of the modern lock, which, of course, they upgraded. Annual revenue globally, $2.2 billion, and it's projected to go to $9.8 billion by 2032. And uh, with that, Brother Lance, I'll conclude the presentation. I don't even know how long it is. Long excellent, you- excellent, excellent. That's all I can say. You look just as fresh now as when you started. That's the most amazing part. (laughs) Well, thank you for that compliment. But, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes (laughs) information can wear you out just, uh, you know, repeating it. But uh, I feel good about when when certain information I come forth with, I feel better about because I know it's going to help with the issues that our people are dealing with, Um, you know, and – so exactly. for all of these people out here uh, that continuously, you know, um, put down our people and uh, always try to paint us as criminals and, you know, people that don't have any, um, don't make any contributions to society and all of this, right. and say this, you can, the only reason you can say it is because our people don't put our people in their rightful place because we have retained this jealousness and envious enviousness that we have been taught by the oppressors, by our oppressors of our minds and our bodies and our spirits. And, and because of this, 
enviousness that we have. I'll take a brother like Lance, who have done what he has done for our community and sacrifice uh, over two decades, still receiving this type of hate from our own people. So in 2024, we can't blame nobody else. It's, it, if black folks end up in a worse condition that we're in today, it, it, it is because of us. And brother, last with that, I, I got somebody coming at three thirty. I just looked at my watch; it's three thirty. Yes, <laughs> it's always a pleasure, brother. And thank you so much. I wasn't talking to you, Alexa. Uh, <laughs> man, that's, you know, this stuff is crazy, man. You know, but what a thought, me, huh? Right. But they, they but who would have thought? They, they're yep. not looking, they're listening. That's right. You know Twisted saying? voyeurs. Vampire voyeurs. <laughs> right, exactly. Always, exactly. And always get, always get the coon to try to translate. What do you mean by oh, that? Oh, yeah. I know you oh, know this black talk. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't sound the, pro the way that they've been taught the sound, then you're wrong. Right. Regardless right. of the information that you're bringing. Right. But uh, thank you, Brother Lance. Keep up the great work, man. And uh, you. again, you know, I try to keep this up with you, but I got to get sleep, man. And it's only one of me. I admire your dedication and commitment to our people, brother. I'm always grateful for that. And keep up the great work. And, and, and now that we have our way uh, now to uh, communicate on that level again, yes. uh, I'll be in touch yes. with you. Okay, thank you, brother. I'm here whenever, all the time. All right? Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Peace. All right, everybody, you have a good night. I'm going to work on some things behind the scenes, and I'm waiting for a phone call to get some more stuff down. If I get that phone call, I'm coming right back. It's going to be juicy. Mr. Political's recuperating, and he's on fire. He called me earlier. I'm just letting out the bag. He might not call, I'm thinking, but I'm hoping there's a 60% chance that he'll call, and I'll be working on something. And regardless, tomorrow, um, if he doesn't call, I'll, I'm home. I had to do a little run today, and, um, you know, we're going to put some stuff out there. We're going to bang some content this week, for real, all kind of stuff. I got some, got some more stuff I'm going to do. So um, thanks so much for just being here in the support, and it's just just lovely. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm going to sign off now and see what I can get going. Much love. Peace. Make sure to go to landscurve.com, an online magazine established in 2001, containing written articles, thousands of talk shows and discussions, cutting-edge cartoons, as well as erotic expressions and tasteful adult photography. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. 
Once you get a taste of the world of Lance Curve, trust me, you'll be back for more. LanceGurve.com Bold, raw, and uncut. Thank <laughs> you.